Blog Talk Radio. Heat makers, heat makers, crack music, crack. Right about this time, I like to say a prayer for everyone out there. Bow your head. To all the sinners all over the world. Uh-huh. Pray for me, I pray for you, I even pray for my enemies, you know, girl. Where I'm from, we don't live long. The good guy young. Where you from? Where I'm from, it's too getting cold in the summertime and dark in the daytime. Where I'm from, I've seen all the toughest niggas fall and I swear it didn't take time. Got the throne until they hit the king. Yeah. That nigga speaking malice, but he's so valid. He sent out his black talent. Then take his top off in that Maybach. Forgive me, God, don't let me say that. But Lord knows I've been to hell. I'm on my way back. I ride dirty in that foreign for that payback. Where I'm from, it's still getting cold in the summertime and dark in the daytime. Where I'm from, I've seen all the toughest niggas fall, and I swear it didn't take time. Don't shine. 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 Don't sh
Sherry Peel Jackson. She is an ex-IRS agent, uh, CPA, fraud examiner. She was working for the IRS. She was on the fast track to success there. She was doing very well, had received numerous awards for all of the work she did. And she realized that there is no law and that the biggest fraud was the IRS. I tried to be the best at whatever I did. So when I got to the IRS, I hit the ground running. My first year in 1988, I got a fraud award. It's a big shaped in Georgia award for fraud. But I got numerous awards, and my biggest one is from the IRS commissioner himself. Back in uh, 1995, it was Fred T. Goldberg. One of the things that I wanted to tip you off on as far as what the IRS does before I get into the story is they have, well, they had, I don't know what they're doing now, but they had what's called the Market Segment Specialization Program, or MSSP. They would take different market segments, like ministers, and try to figure out how much money you were underreporting. Let's take beautician, for example. I'm going to audit her beauty shop. She owns the shop and she has some people working there. Based on the assumption that the IRS has that people don't report all of their money, but they like to put all their expenses on there. So granted, all her expenses are on the tax return, and I figure out how many bottles of this and that she bought. I can calculate a dollar figure. So I'll tell Sophia, after it's all over and we're buddy-buddy, I, I just shock her and I say, well, guess what? Uh, it looks like based on my calculations that you really brought in $80,000, but you have 50 on the tax return. So here, you have to owe the, you owe the IRS back $30,000. What would she do? She would, shut up. she would sign off on it. I only had two cases in seven and a half years where, where somebody actually bucked at me. People are so afraid. The, the government and the media have gotten you guys so afraid of the IRS that you don't even buck them. Now, mind you, she might have left the money off. Maybe there was several times where she just didn't report the cash. And maybe that's why. Maybe she didn't even have, she has no idea how much she quote-unquote underreported. Maybe that was it. But they always acquiesce. The Gap One, anybody own a laundromat, they have one that will calculate, based on your water bill, how many loads were washed at your laundromat. <laughs> and the point to all of this is, this is what they do to people, and people just acquiesce to it. When I quit the IRS in 1995, and after maybe a year of being Jim Cleaver and realizing that that was just not me, I hung my shingle, which, which in accounting terms or business terms is you, you start your own business. Now, you know that picture of Uncle Sam, the one that says Uncle Sam wants you? I used that same picture, and I, and I had it really big, and I says, Uncle Sam wants your money. But I'm a former IRS agent, and I'm going to show you how to get it back. You know the people came running. And then these people start coming to me saying, <clears throat> uh, I keep hearing that... Uh, we're not supposed to pay tax. Or I keep hearing that the tax law is a fraud. And like I said, I was raised differently. I never would look at that person and say, you're a cuckoo. I wouldn't even think it. It was like, okay, you know, in, in this back burner back here, I would think to myself, okay, there's some people out there that actually think that the income tax doesn't apply to us or it's a fraud or it's being misapplied. But I didn't do anything about it because, remember, I'm rolling around with my little businesses and whatnot. So one night in uh, maybe in early June, one of my pastor clients called. It was night. It was about 9 o'clock at night. And she said, you know what? I think it was maybe a Wednesday night after her Wednesday night service. She said, uh, I've got this parishioner that just keeps bugging me about this income tax. She's talking about that we're not liable for the income tax and she wants to talk to you. Can I give this lady your telephone number? And I said, uh, okay. So maybe about 10 minutes later, this lady called me. She said, uh, I have a question for you. Are we supposed to pay income tax or not? And I said, okay. Do you want the cuffed answer or do you want the real answer? She said, I want the real answer. I said, well, I really don't know. You know, even though I'm a former IRS agent, 
I haven't done the research, but I hear that there's a credible body of evidence out there that says that we don't owe the income tax. I was okay. I mean, I took the information. I was sitting there listening like, okay, okay, okay. And, you know, I said, okay, this lady had a lot of information. I don't know where she got it from. So a few weeks later, she called me again and she said, Miss Jackson, Miss Jackson, remember that information I told you on the phone? It's in the USA Today. Pull it up on the Internet. Okay, so I got the USA Today. It was July 7th, 2000. And it says, Dear We the People, Most citizens are not required to file an income tax return. The 16th Amendment to the Constitution is a fraud. And if you file, you waive your Fifth Amendment right. I said, okay, well, that's some other stuff she was saying. Now, this is a lot of reading. But I kept reading because I was very interested, you know, being a CPA and into fraud and all that. I wanted to see what was going on. So here in the third column, it says no one has been able to collect the $50,000 reward offered by Bill Conklin to anyone that can identify the section of the Internal Revenue Code that makes a typical worker liable for the income tax. I'm serious about winning the $50,000. Okay, so it's at my desk. Basically, I just shoved everything off my desk and got the codes out, the regulations out, the tax guide. I got on the Internet to look at the Cornell University site, all these different things, and I started researching. And two weeks later, I said to myself, oh, my goodness, we have a problem here. It doesn't look like I'm going to win this money. <laughs> and I was sitting there at my desk thinking, this, is, this thing is a fraud. Two weeks it took me to sit there and, and, and realize that. I didn't just look at the positive. I looked at the negative. I looked at the IRS site. All these things are going on. This thing is a fraud. Being, being a CPA and a former IRS agent, I sat there at the desk, you know, by myself, and all these thoughts started going through my head. The first thought was, now I'll finally open up the codes and regulations. Because see, at the IRS, they trained us with these little guides. We didn't use the codes and regulations. We would get one of these, and you would have to read it, understand it, and pass this little test. And all these little guides that I got, I read them, and I, I made A's on all my tests. And I thought, and I guess the rest of the agents in training thought that the information that was in here was the same that was in those stick codes and regulations. But it's not necessarily the same. The things that are in these training manuals are not necessarily the same things in the codes and regulations. I learned that in my studying. In the time that I was doing the research, I also learned about the pocket commission. Now, I'm going to let this go around the room, but y'all got to give it back. This is the outside that I purchased of the pocket commission that I had. And before I left, I had the sense of mind to make a copy. This is a little badge that I used to flip out at people and say, give me your books and records. Give me your bank statements. Give me all your credit cards, you know. And, you know, people, okay, here, you know, even the counties. I go to the county, do it. I go just about anywhere and flip this little thing out and get whatever I want. You know, there's a lot of power nuts out there doing that, guys. Y'all know it. Half of you already know about it. There's an enforcement pocket commission, and there's a non-enforcement pocket commission. And I started looking back at this thing. It has SER, Southeast Region. First of all, I'll read it. It has my picture up here, and it says, uh, Sherry Jackson, whose signature and picture appear above, is duly commissioned as internal revenue agent and has authority to perform all duties conferred upon such officers under all laws and regulations administered by the Internal Revenue Service, including the authority to investigate and require and receive information as to all matters relating to such laws and regulations. And it has SER and some other numbers and an A. And based on this internal ma revenue manual, A means administrative. So I'm an administrative clerk out there on the front lines, and I'm an administrative clerk with a non-enforcement pocket commission. Okay, so I'm starting to get angry here, starting to think about all that. I had to take bribes and get little tape recorders 
taped to my body and, and the little microphones on me and go in and take blabs from people. But, you know, thinking about stuff like that, you know, what, they got me out here. I'm thinking I really have authority. And this is administrative, administrative, non-enforcement pocket commission. That was one of the other things I thought about. And then I thought about, and I found out, this is, this is one of the, another issue, a levy versus a notice of levy. This is something that I didn't deal with a lot because I was an agent and I just assessed the tax. I, didn't, I wasn't a tax collector. I just assessed it. So this is a notice of levy. And someone said, hey, this is a notice of levy. This is what the banks get or your, your job or whatever. They said, look at the back of it. So I'm looking at the back of this notice of levy, and it says section 6331, levy and distraint. And then it says B and C. And I'm thinking, it starts off with B? What happened to A? So I looked up A, and here's A. And it says, levy may be made upon the accrued salary or wages of any officer, employee, or elected official of the United States, the District of Columbia, or any agency or instrumentality of the United States or the District of Columbia by serving a notice of levy. I'm thinking, but that's not most people. That's not the person that works at AT&T or Bell South or Coca-Cola. That's not most people. Aren't people noticing that the A isn't on here? Aren't they, aren't they curious about it? Why are they doing this? So all this is going through my head during this period of time, and I'm realizing that there's, there's a rat in the camp. That's what I call it. But this is the, the straw that broke the camel's back. The Federal Reserve is not federal. How many of you did not know before today that the Federal Reserve isn't federal? If you did not, don't be shy. If you didn't know before today that the Federal Reserve isn't federal, raise your hand. Most people don't know that. Nine out of ten people that I asked off the street don't understand that the Federal Reserve is a non-auditable private banking cartel. They are collecting 30... Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. My name is Justin Sterling. I'm an attorney and the founder of The Sterling Firm. Today, we are discussing how to sue the federal government, the Federal Tort Claims Act. If you have been injured by the wrongful or negligent act of a federal employee, such as an employee of the United States Postal Service, National Parks, or Veterans Administrative Hospitals, then the proper recourse is 
the Federal Tort Claims Act, the waiver of sovereign immunity. From the beginning of American history, sovereign immunity has protected federal and state governments and their employees from being sued without their consent. The Federal Tort Claims Act serves as the statutory waiver of the government's traditional immunity from tort actions. The elements of a cause of action. There are six conditions that must be satisfied in order to impose liability on the United States. One, the claim must be for money damages. Two, the damage claim must be for injury or loss of property or for personal injury or death. Three, the damage must have been caused by a negligent or wrongful act or omission. Four, the wrongful actor must have been a federal employee. Five, the employee must have been acting within the scope and course of employment. And six, the circumstances must be such that if the United States were a private person, liability would be imposed under the law of the place where the wrongful actor or omission occurred. The procedural requirements. The Federal Tort Claims Act provides the procedural requirements that must be followed to bring a claim against the United States. Title 28 of the United States Code Section 2675 entitled Disposition by Federal Agency as Prerequisite and Evidence states, an action shall not be instituted upon a claim against the United States for money damages for injury or loss of property or personal injury or death caused by the negligent or wrongful act or omission of an employee of the government while acting within the scope of his office or employment unless the claimant shall have first presented the claim to the appropriate federal agency and his claim shall have been finally denied by the agency in writing and sent by certified or registered mail. The failure of an agency to make final disposition of a claim within six months after it is filed shall, at the option of the claimant any time thereafter, be deemed a final denial of the claim for purposes of this section. And the action under this section shall not be instituted for any sum in excess of the amount of the claim presented to the federal agency, except where the increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim to the federal agency or upon allegation and proof of intervening facts relating to the amount of the claim. The administrative claim prerequisite. Pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act, the filing of an, an administrative claim with the responsible federal agency and the rejection of the claim by that agency is a prerequisite to filing a lawsuit in federal court. The claim must be filed with the proper government agency that employed the wrongdoer. This process is known as exhausting of administrative remedies. The administrative claim must include the exact amount of money damages that the plaintiff is demanding. In addition, the claim must state sufficient facts about the incident to allow the federal agency to investigate the merits of the claim. The claims are barred unless submitted in writing to the responsible federal agency within two years from the date of the accident. Moreover, if the lawsuit is filed in the federal court before the notice of claims requirement is satisfied, the case will be dismissed. The standard form 9-5 prescribed by the Department of Justice entitled Claim for Damages, Injury, or Death may be used for the filing of a claim against most federal agencies. The sum certain requirement. The claim must be for money damages in a sum certain.
Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2675B, the amount of damages awarded in a lawsuit is limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim. An exception is when an increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim. The statute of limitations to file the lawsuit. A federal complaint must be filed within six months after the date of the government's notice of final denial of the claim. The failure of the responsible federal agency to make a final disposition of the claim within six months can be deemed a final denial of the claim and a lawsuit can then be filed in federal court. As a practical note, the six-month statute can run out even though two years from the date of the incident has not yet elapsed. The lawsuit must be filed in the United States District Court where the plaintiff resides or where the incident occurred. The employment relationship. The wrongdoer must be an employee of the federal government. If there is no employer-employee relationship, the plaintiff cannot bring a lawsuit under the Federal Tort Claims Act. An independent contractor hired by the government does not amount to an employer-employee relationship. An employment relationship is required to have government liability. The United States as the defendant. The United States of America is the proper defendant to be named in the complaint. If the plaintiff only names the federal employee individually and files the complaint in state court, the lawsuit will most likely be removed to federal court even though the lawsuit failed to name the federal government. This rule only applies to an employee who committed the negligent act within the course and scope of employment. If the complaint alleges that the act was committed outside the scope of employment, the individual can be sued personally in state court. The limitation of claims. The Federal Tort Claims Act specifically excludes common law claims for which a private person would be liable, including claims for assault, battery, false imprisonment, false arrest, malicious prosecution, abuse of process, libel, slander, misrepresentation, deceit, and interference with contractual rights. If the claimant is injured in any of these particular situations, the claimant will not be able to file suit against the government under the Federal Tort Claims Act. In addition, because the jurisdictional grant is for torts arising from a negligent or wrongful act or omission, the Federal Tort Claims Act does not support claims for strict or absolute liability. The Federal Tort Claims Act also excludes several classes of plaintiffs, including one, active duty service members and their families injured incident to service, and two, federal employees injured while performing their duties. In such situations, the Federal Employees Compensation Act, FECA, is the exclusive remedy against the United States. The limitations of remedies. In addition to being limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim, a damages award pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act may not include prejudgment interest or punitive damages. Moreover, only money damages are available under the Federal Tort Claims Act. Equitable remedies are not recognized. Attorney fees. Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2678, the plaintiff's attorney may only charge 20% of any settlement of claim made by a federal administrative agency prior to filing a lawsuit and only 25% of any judgment resulting from litigation. In fact, an attorney who charges more 
is subject to a penalty or even jail. Also, no additional attorney fees may be charged on appeal. Gotta stay sharp out here. Gotta stay in the loop. Can't do what you did yesterday. Cause I'm a weapon, they can form against me that will prosper. I've been whipping far deadly with an ill pulse. So last week I know some deadly rhymes. Popping deadly with the wolves, it's like Kevin Costner. Picking up the cases like Betty Crocker. Back though, I can give it to you hard if you already rock. How you want that? But keep it low, cause you know you don't want the feds to pop up. From the real with all this money, only the feds can stop us. On birthdays was the worst days. Now I might pop 80 grand on a Thursday. Count that up. 2.2 pants is what the birds weigh. If I'm a pastor, please tell me what the church say. Amen. Heard you. Be cool when I swerve through. Call the goons up, the niggas gon' purge through. I done live through things that might disturb you. Uh, promise. This ain't the life you're looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw The trap house at the trap door Packed house, now we coming through the back door It was black tops rocking a black door Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs Nah, that title does not fit you The culture is not with you Your verses are not scripture I was the first and 15th block clicker In the spot with the blicker The plot got sicker I only indulged in weed and not liquor Trying to have the best work and finish my rocks quicker Prices got cheaper, the hell's all mine Now the work that I'm touching can get me some real time I kicked it with the Lord, he sent me some real signs I started to record, I wrote me some ill rhymes the love and hate thing, I'm Dealing with real lines Now it's two guns up So I got to conceal nine They wait for you to die Then they label you a legend I'm debating on the new M8 Or the X7 Fire Figure either one to be a good look Yeah, count my blessings Get my lessons out the good book Promise this ain't the life you're looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw The trap house at the trap door Packed house, now we coming through the back door The was black tops rocking a black door Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs 50 pointers in the chains just to hide the pain Trying to count up all this money, probably wreck my brain probably will. Free that nigga never, free that nigga man Use all my niggas to the system, probably go insane Real street nigga worked a few M's Rapping real street shit, dropped a few gems I know them niggas mad, I'm in the new Benz Fuckin' spend another dime on some new rims Niggas from my hood, die from niggas from my hood But everything I learned came up out the hood I took my niggas with me straight up out the hood But they'll call you fake, you make it out the hood Bitches turn sour, niggas turn snake They shutting off the power when the payment late When you broke, niggas love you, when you rich, they hate They plotting on your death, trying to set a date this ain't the life you're looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw The trap house at the trap door Packed house, now we coming through the back door The was black tops rocking a black force Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs
keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Another picture, look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture, laced with gold, laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. Somehow we have bought into a shoebox full of fallacies, and one of them is that it's all right to be poor. Whenever you see people prospering, always rejoice and bless them in your heart. Always do that. And you see, you magnetize yourself for that good when you bless other people. But you know, if you have a jealous spirit, oh, look at that. Why should they have that when I've got so little? Yeah, because you, you work, you operate your mouth against yourself. That's why. There's a verse of scripture also said, that says, Thou art ensnared by the word of thy mouth. You know, the mouth can be a dangerous thing until you learn how to operate it positively. <laughs> Some people are like a prosecuting attorney against themselves. Every time you think of something good, you talk yourself out of it. Yeah, but I know, I just know, I, I sure wish. No, but I can't. But oh, I sh- Lord, I sure wish. Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. Don't do that. That, that stems from your grand perennial roots and, and my perennial roots. <laughs> remarks that I heard so persistently was that all I want is just enough to get back. And then the ones that my generation used was, how's it going, man? I made it. I made it. Now, that's another thing, and I want to warn you about this. You know, a lot of people are good at visualizing things for other people. Yeah, that's for Rockefeller. (laughs) That's for those rich people. You'll pass by those mansions in Bel Air and Beverly Hills that look at this where the rich people live. Look, look at that. That's for them. And you're really telling yourself, well, that's for them. I see them with it. But I don't see myself with it. 
Making what? <laughs> the standstill syndrome of hold on has been the banner of black America since we were imprisoned in this country and culture. Survival was of the utmost importance. Just to live through was the theme of survival for the captured Africa. Okay, if you can see it for other people, why can't you see it for yourself? I taught people to do this. Here's a little testing. That whenever you see people being, doing, and having good, always be glad for them. Always rejoice for them. And, you know, say good things about them in your mind. I said, look at that old rich so-and-so. The Bible says, curse not the rich. Reverend Ike says, if you curse the rich, you'll never be one of us. <laughs> <laughs> it became a fixed mechanism in the pseudo-culture that the African was developing in this, quote, foreign land, unquote. How to survive, the need to survive, the whole syndrome of survival is a slave mentality syndrome. I remember some years ago, I uh, drove up to our place up in the mountains in, in Monterey overlooking the, the ocean and my custodian at that time was a very fine gentleman who met me outside and he saw that brand new mink silver gray and blue Rolls Royce Corniche. And he said to me, he says, oh Reverend Ike, he said, I saw this car in my visualization the other day. <laughs> I say, yeah, but you made one mistake. You didn't see yourself with it. <laughs> so I got it. Prosperity is the correct concept for the African, where most of the wealth of the planet has been drawn from. Most of the gold most of the silver, most of the diamonds, rubies, emeralds, pearls, Africa, that says the land from which we adhere is a rich land, a land flowing with milk and honey, that God's so-called chosen were sent to that land as a promised land. And when you decide it, you've got to do what? Believe it. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture. Laced with gold. Laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. It's back here. The idea to be rich, to be prosperous, to be well-to-do. Okay? The illusion of poverty is just that. It is an illusion. In this teaching, that would indicate, yes, law, meaning that you have an affirmative attitude toward the law.
which works to bring you to the demonstration of the good that you believe. In this cycle, we are in a high dispensation that includes wealth. You're supposed to get back something. Surely, God is able. Say that. Say it again. The third time. And I like to make it so very personal and say it this way. Surely God in me is able. Say it again. Spiritual prosperity includes material prosperity. It includes mental prosperity. It doesn't exclude anything. The masters who presented themselves to a given people renounced material materiality because they were demonstrating spirituality. They didn't need to harness and stack up anything. They could have anything they wanted when they wanted it. When you believe, nothing is impossible. So you got to believe. That's real prosperity consciousness. To have what you need and want when you need it and when you want it. It is not having a large bank account. Because the bank owner might go off with your money. <laughs> In your consciousness, that's where prosperity is. See it! Let's hear it! This deals with visualization. We're not listening to whom we're supposed to be listening to. We're listening to the things that worry and trouble us. The things that confuse us occupy much of our minds. There's an answer for every question. There's a solution to every problem. Where is it? Inside. It is important that you learn how to work in the theater of your mind. And I want to leave that term with you. Say, the theater of my mind. There's no more God out here than there is in there. Now, I'm going to tell you something important because, see, somehow we don't think we're supposed to get rich unless we work and save our money. And that's a practical, good way to do so. And, and I'm not going to knock that. You know, you know it, 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 as much as I dislike eight hours a day, <laughs> it, it's practical and it's significant and it gives a, a sense of purpose and direction. Wealth is given. It is not earned. I now enter into the theater of my mind and look upon the stage of my imagination. Then you've got it set there. And you and then I will say, I see myself. And then you describe yourself as you wish to be. So repeat this after me. I now look upon, I now enter the theater of my mind. 
and look upon the stage of my imagination. And I see myself as I wish to be. While we sit here, somebody's getting rich. And I want you to think about that instead about somebody tricking you out of your check. Money is an idea. How many ideas can you contain? What is it that brings you your good? Oh, there I am. Look how healthy I am. Look how happy I am. Listen to the way I'm laughing. I'm just the exact weight that I want to be. Look at that. My dimensions are as I would have them to be. Just look at me. And look at all that money around. What are you passionate about? What is it that you really love with all your feelings? Can you transfer that to money? Yes, you can, if you want to. So learn how to see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Enter the theater of your mind. Look upon the stage of your imagination and see yourself. And it's important that you see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Systematically, this man kept trying to destroy everything that something was giving him. He was doing it to himself, not the white boy. He was doing it to himself. Very good. The power of the word, spoken word. And we need to control that faculty. Huh? Because we take words and throw them like daggers. And they get results. Yes, you got to see it. You remember Flip Wilson, the comic, who used to say, what you see is what you get. That's true. And the man who said to me, well, Reverend, I got saw this Rolls Royce carnation in my visualization. He made the mistake. He didn't see himself with it. So, also when you see people with good, always say also, and when you pass those fine homes, fine cars, people are looking good, say, that's for me. Let me hear you say it. That's for me. Say it again. That's for me. See, bless it, bless them, and say, that's for me. That means that you include yourself in that idea of good. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Dipset. Mighty, mighty set. So I think that you gotta take into consideration. They may hate on you, but that hate comes from a lot of love. 
some niggas just wanna be like you But it is mad cause you getting it And they would love to get it too But uh. Uh, jealousy and admiration run neck and neck Facts. Many boys say they lit but living check to check We on that big boy yacht, come with an extra deck I pump cane into my chambers looking extra wet Stay less, nigga, stay blessed Facts. I'm from Harlem where all we know is how to stay fresh 20 years later, if you connected, I ain't pay yet And since the young and the old head said I'm a straight threat In front of the building, a 45 beside my gray sweats My uncle sees when Goldfinger was in the gray legs My cousin tied the first to show the black and gray tech I'm on the same shit, I keep a 40 in my gray tech Some extra points, well, of course we sold a base sweat And even checkers got kings, but I'd rather play chess I jump a nigga, then I take over I left the watch inside the beauty parlor for a makeover Tell the kiddies we tired of the play play 30 and the 40, 100 shots inside the AK Shit, don't make me do the races like I'm TK Don't make me do that races like I'm TK Boss cars outside the crib Snipers on the roof, nigga, look ahead Different bitches, different coops through the years The proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still here we riders, Eastsiders, wild drivers I sent them young sliders round your block Nigga, don't come out your house You broke, homie, so my name should never come out of your mouth The subject money and you don't know what you talking about Subtract dummies, my big homies love to take you out You see low riders front your bitch, girl, she mine now Jet light tattoo, show you what she's about Moves made, nigga, we just trying to stay paid You just trying to get laid, me and you is not the same Word to the bird, VVS is in the wings I just stepped off the plane and puddles of champagne On another move, another album drop, another tour Done another coup to cops, another helicopter landing on the roof I'm hopping out, another strain, a nigga making a killing off that pot And it don't stop, no brakes on the race and I'm gon' drive Nigga straight to the cake, another slice Laid on the Gucci plate, hella ice and more ice Can't see the time nor the date Sports cars outside the crib Snipers on the roof, nigga, look ahead Different bitches, different coops through the years The proof that I'm the truth is that I'm still here Do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Robert? Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I made so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. 
It's an escape. You know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym. No, I can't. The truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. And your rich dad used to say what instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say, I can't afford it, your mind shuts down. And you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or you'll, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families. And until you change your mindset, Correct. money won't help you, right? Correct. And we see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul. Correct. If you're poor, you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand. Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've, I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right, they only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that, that's not reality. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system's actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is standing there, oh, I'm an A student, I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over. And you go, well, they're not playing fair. Yeah, well, you're, not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You should have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the, the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you've got to know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh. Or I'll never be rich. Or the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to, I, I have to produce books and games and I... I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge. But knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge. Like accounting. You know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff. 
but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes and get paid on more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people, you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. Our school systems are making our students weaker. So in school, they have these things called now trigger effects. So you can't, as a teacher, you can't say anything that might upset the student. They don't want anything that might jar their point of view. You see, people say, well, why don't you give the poor money? The only problem with that is it just creates more poor people. Give a man know. a fish, he fishes for the day, or eats for the day. Yeah, you give a man a fish, you get a lot of people who want more fish, you know. But you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe. They haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school. That means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. So what I say to young people is you, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the game. One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? That's it. Robert, if I could give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him? I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just you know, live it to the fullest, life, which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a $120,000 a year job for $200 a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing. But failing is how we succeed. You look at the, you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like 10,000, no, 1,014 times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing. Tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Have you ever stood and stared at it, marveled at its beauty, its genius? 
billions of people just living out their lives, oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this. The peak of your civilization. And I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet. Instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that. Follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I. Hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality—whatever you want to call it—I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive, isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My key. People that's awake, and there's people asleep.、Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. 
So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep now. How is this? You have a chakra system in your body, and these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. <laughs> now, have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lower chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yeah. You see, the, Lord the basic sen uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they're brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But, you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But, most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. Make it look pretty, they have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this model. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college... I was standing up one time, I had finished school, and I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends, one of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. And he said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've edu you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time 
I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years. I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew, I felt empty. Now, it was, it was, you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized, was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm. But, I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that you was you, you there, that something was missing, and that's why is that is because you were you, you were gravitating above the root shop. Tune in every Sunday from seven to ten p.m. Eastern on the Bottom Line with Joey L on Evolution Radio. What up? What up? What up? What up? Peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. Sitting right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Balance L. Bay. And tonight, what is today? Today is the 14th of July. And tonight we're going into tort claims. So welcome to the show. Hope you find you in a good space. Uh, if you want to get with me, you go to makemorecommerce.com. All right. Also, my man, Jonah Bay, got a seminar coming up in Atlanta. If you want to register for that seminar. Make sure you go to JonahBay.com. You can get your tickets and register. Uh, I believe that – let me see if i got the dates for that one. I want to say that one's the 27th. I think that's next Saturday. All right, so you can go to his website if you want to register for that. Uh, we will be resuming our other cities come the 1st of August, all right? So look out for those seminars. We're going to hit the East Coast again. We're going to hit the West, and we're going to hit the Midwest. So we're going to be moving around, all right? So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Joey Bouncell Bay. And, you know, this is a, this is going to be an interesting topic tonight because I've had a lot of people who have done injunctions. I mean, nigga, everybody and their mama didn't did injunctions. Some people did them right. Some people didn't. Some people have had success. Probably not more than others, right? And, um, you know, I've had a lot of people come ask me, well, they violated my injunction. What do I do? Right? Or they're not following my injunction. What do I do? Right? Federal, state, whoever you're dealing with. If your injunction was violated, then you definitely have to make the, the necessary provisions, I would say, to make sure that you get your equity, your justice. Right now, you know, justice is not always served on a silver platter. But I will tell you this if you can take time to understand the laws, I mean, fully, let's turn that down one notch, right? Thank you. So, if we can take time to just understand the laws, right? Understand the remedies that are available to us, you don't have no problem. Right now, granted, you have to be, you know, in your right position. You have to have done things properly. You have to have acted with good faith and clean hands and done your due diligence, right? In whatever aspect that is. So tonight, we're going to look at this tort thing. And, you know, shout out to my man Hollywood for actually putting this in front of me. 
um, to even think about. He sent me something in my box, and I'll read it tonight. That's I was interesting, and it it, it kind of you know it opened up a can for me because I I realized that a lot of people, um, whether you have an injunction or not, have issues with public officials, right? Driving, right, in your car, right? You know, just minding your business. Um, shopping at the store, you know. I know y'all seen that video where the cop pulled the gun out on the lady when she left the family dollar because her baby took some candy or some shit like that. She didn't even know her kid had the shit in her hand. These motherfuckers came out with the gun. Right? So all of this unnecessary shit, and by the way, that can be considered a violation of an injunction. You pull your gun out on me? Right? So I want y'all to really think about any particular instance in your life where you may have been violated by a public official. It don't even have to have been a cop, bro. It could be a clerk of the court. It could be the deputy inside the court. It could be the judge. I mean, you know, anybody who's acting in an official capacity, whether the state, right, federal, Right? Or your little local agencies. So, we're going to look at this tonight. And I played a clip at the beginning of the show. I'm going to play it again. Because it's really important as a prelude to what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, shout out to Jonah Bay for bringing the injunction forth. And even teaching us about tort in the beginning. Right? This is an equity issue. Right? We know about equity court. Right, we learned this nigga back in twenty, what thirteen? So we're talking about years worth of information being out there. Niggas having injunctions, and nobody really taking the time to really dig into this, right? And make this happen. Now, let's be very, very, very clear. Federal and state. Government agencies have made themselves immune. These niggas have given themselves immunity from prosecution in certain instances, right? So we're going to look at this tonight. I'm going to play this clip. I want y'all to hear what this guy's got to say, right? He's an attorney, but I want you to hear what he has to say. In terms of what happens when you decide to open up a tort claim. Okay. Now he's talking about it on the federal side. So we're going to listen to it from a federal perspective. Okay. Then we're going to look at the rules or procedures. And then we're going to go and look into the states. Because I want you all to understand that each one of the individual states, as they are countries, has a tort claim law a law in which you can have a redress of grievances for your particular damages now that's also in your constitution okay see the courts of justice shall always be open to you so you gotta have a redress for grievances okay I'm gonna play this clip we're gonna listen to this guy and I want y'all to hear really closely what he has to say about tour claims. And then when we come back, we're going to dive into this information, all right? 
I suggest that you maybe take a, a pen and a pad or something like that, you know. Because this is going to be real helpful to y'all who's done injunctions, right? Whether you've done one on a federal level or a state level, okay? If you've been violated, you need to know how to properly sue and what to do. And this is where the procedures come from. So let's be clear on this, man. When you niggas hear people talk about secure party creditor and all this other shit, it goes out the window with me. And I'm and I know for damn sure it goes out the window with Jonah because there's the law. Right? So as long as I can go and point in the law Okay. As long as I can point to you in the law exactly where you can go and get your redress for your grievance. You should never have to Question a secure, you know, uh, uh, excuse me, you should never have to question the Constitution or an injunction again because then you fully understand wait a minute, I have constitutionally protected rights and you can't violate my rights because you feel like it. All right, so let's get into it. Once again, you're on the bottom line, we're talking about tort claims tonight. Okay. And we're just going to go into procedure Because procedure is everything It's the foundation Okay Alright, so let's listen to it We'll be back in a few minutes uh, Don't don't go nowhere, keep it locked We'll be right back Hello, my name is Justin Sterling I'm an attorney and the founder of the Sterling Firm Today we are discussing how to sue the federal government the Federal Tort Claims Act. If you have been injured by the wrongful or negligent act of a federal employee, such as an employee of the United States Postal Service, National Parks, or Veterans Administrative Hospitals, then the proper recourse is the Federal Tort Claims Act, the waiver of sovereign immunity. From the beginning of American history, sovereign immunity has protected federal and state governments and their employees from being sued without their consent. The Federal Tort Claims Act serves as the statutory waiver of the government's traditional immunity from tort actions. The elements of a cause of action. There are six conditions that must be satisfied in order to impose liability on the United States. One, the claim must be for money damages. Two, the damage claim must be for injury or loss of property or for personal injury or death. Three, the damage must have been caused by a negligent or wrongful act or omission. Four, the wrongful actor must have been a federal employee. Five, the employee must have been acting within the scope and course of employment. And six, the circumstances must be such that if the United States were a private person, liability would be imposed under the law of the place where the wrongful actor or omission occurred. The procedural requirements. The Federal Tort Claims Act provides the procedural requirements that must be followed to bring a claim against the United States. Title 28 of the United States Code Section 2675 entitled Disposition by Federal Agency as Prerequisite and Evidence states, an action shall not be instituted upon a claim against the United States for money damages for injury or loss of property or personal injury or death caused by the negligent or wrongful act or omission of an employee of the government 
while acting within the scope of his office or employment, unless the claimant shall have first presented the claim to the appropriate federal agency and his claim shall have been finally denied by the agency in writing and sent by certified or registered mail. The failure of an agency to make final disposition of a claim within six months after it is filed shall, at the option of the claimant, any time thereafter, be deemed a final denial of the claim for purposes of this section. And the action under this section shall not be instituted for any sum in excess of the amount of the claim presented to the federal agency, except where the increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim to the federal agency, or upon allegation and proof of intervening facts relating to the amount of the claim. The administrative claim prerequisite. Pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act, the filing of an, an administrative claim with the responsible federal agency and the rejection of the claim by that agency is a prerequisite to filing a lawsuit in federal court. The claim must be filed with the proper government agency that employed the wrongdoer. This process is known as exhausting of administrative remedies. The administrative claim must include the exact amount of money damages that the plaintiff is demanding. In addition, the claim must state sufficient facts about the incident to allow the federal agency to investigate the merits of the claim. The claims are barred unless submitted in writing to the responsible federal agency within two years from the date of the accident. Moreover, if the lawsuit is filed in the federal court before the notice of claims requirement is satisfied, the case will be dismissed. The standard form 9-5 prescribed by the Department of Justice entitled claim for damages, injury, or death may be used for the filing of a claim against most federal agencies. The sum certain requirement. The claim must be for money damages in a sum certain. Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2675B, the amount of damages awarded in a lawsuit is limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim. An exception is when an increased amount is based upon newly discovered evidence not reasonably discoverable at the time of presenting the claim. The statute of limitations to file the lawsuit. A federal complaint must be filed within six months after the date of the government's notice of final denial of the claim. The failure of the responsible federal agency to make a final disposition of the claim within six months can be deemed a final denial of the claim and a lawsuit can then be filed in federal court. As a practical note, the six-month statute can run out even though two years from the date of the incident has not yet elapsed. The lawsuit must be filed in the United States District Court where the plaintiff resides or where the incident occurred. The employment relationship. The wrongdoer must be an employee of the federal government. If there is no employer-employee relationship, the plaintiff cannot bring a lawsuit under the Federal Tort Claims Act. An independent contractor hired by the government does not amount to an employer-employee relationship. An employment relationship is required to have government liability. The United States as the defendant. The United States of America is the proper defendant to be named in the complaint. If the plaintiff only names the federal employee individually and files the complaint in state court, the lawsuit will most likely be removed to federal court even though the lawsuit failed to name the federal government. This rule only applies to an employee 
who committed the negligent act within the course and scope of employment. If the complaint alleges that the act was committed outside the scope of employment, the individual can be sued personally in state court. The limitation of claims. The Federal Tort Claims Act specifically excludes common law claims for which a private person would be liable, including claims for assault, battery, false imprisonment, false arrest, malicious prosecution, abuse of process, libel, slander, misrepresentation, deceit, and interference with contractual rights. If the claimant is injured in any of these particular situations, the claimant will not be able to file suit against the government under the Federal Tort Claims Act. In addition, because the jurisdictional grant is for torts arising from a negligent or wrongful act or omission, the Federal Tort Claims Act does not support claims for strict or absolute liability. The Federal Tort Claims Act also excludes several classes of plaintiffs, including one, active duty service members and their families injured incident to service, and two, federal employees injured while performing their duties. In such situations, the Federal Employees Compensation Act, FECA, is the exclusive remedy against the United States. The limitations of remedies. In addition to being limited to the amount stated in the administrative claim, a damages award pursuant to the Federal Tort Claims Act may not include prejudgment interest or punitive damages. Moreover, only money damages are available under the Federal Tort Claims Act. Equitable remedies are not recognized. Attorney fees. Pursuant to Title 28 of the United States Code, Section 2678, the plaintiff's attorney may only charge 20% of any settlement of claim made by a federal administrative agency prior to filing a lawsuit and only 25% of any judgment resulting from litigation. In fact, an attorney who charges more is subject to a penalty or even jail. Also, no additional attorney fees may be charged on appeal. Okay. All right. We're back. So we, we all heard it. I mean, it's really straightforward, right? And if you listen to him, he just told you. You can't even go into federal court and sue somebody individually. It has to be done in a different way. Right? So we're going to look at this because this is really important. I mean, this is um those things that really makes or breaks you, you know, in terms of if you're really going to go after your rights, you know, if they're violated, right? So one of the things that I want to say, and I and I never have agreed with niggas doing this, is you don't lean up public officials. Let me say it again. You do not put a lean on a public official. They will arrest your ass for that shit. So if you thought about doing it, if you thought that was the remedy, you need to stop right now, okay? I, mean, I just had to put that out there. Now, let's get into it. Because a, a tort claim, right, is a claim for your rights. And I, I want to look at it really in depth, right? Because a tort in common law jurisdictions, right, is a civil wrong that causes a claimant to suffer loss or harm resulting in a legal liability for the person who commits the torturous act. 
Now, do you know what a legal liability is? Right? Because in law, they call this libel. Have you ever heard of slander? Okay. So this means somebody that's responsible, okay, answerable, the legal liability, right? So in both civil law and in criminal law, there's a person who is liable, okay? So we have contracts, we got torts, you got taxes, you got fines, right? And then you got government agencies. And all of this shit would fall under a tort. Now, the claimant is the one who speaks to establish or prove liability. So that would be you. Okay? So a claimant can prove liability through a whole bunch of different things, right? Because there's a lot of theories, right? Known as uh, theories of liability is what they call them, okay? So these theories of liability are available in a given case, depending upon the nature, right, or the law that you're using, right, that's in question. Now, for example, in the case involving a contractual dispute, one available one available theory of liability is the breach of contract. What do you think a violation of your injunction is? That's a breach of the contract, right? Or in the tort context, Context, negligence, uh, vicarious liability, strict liability, uh, respondent superior. Never heard of that. Respondent superior is a doctrine that a party is responsible for the acts of their agents. You ever heard that? That's the registered agent thing, right? Okay. So, for example, in the United States, there's the circumstance where an employer is liable for the acts of the employee performed within the course of their employment. This rule is also called the master-servant rule, recognized in both common law and in civil jurisdictions. Okay. So this applies to international law. This applies to your local law, your government law, your securities laws. All of this shit falls under this, Okay. Now, each of these theories of liability, right, that you bring forth has certain conditions or elements that must be proven by you, the claimant, okay? And, you know, this has got to be, obviously this has to be done before you get any kind of money, right? Or they'll 12B6 you, kick your ass right out the court, especially if you're in federal court. You fail to state a claim, get out of here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, y'all been 12 v 6 Okay? So, for example, okay, the theory of negligence requires the claimant to prove, number one, that the defendant had a duty. So this would be the officer, right? He has a duty to make sure that he upholds your constitutional rights and protects them. Don't violate them. Don't search my car without that fucking warrant in your hand. I don't care if you smell weed or not. I don't care if I look like out now. You know, if you're tipsy, that's different from being drunk, right? I, if you had a drink or two, that's a lot different from being slammed, from being fucking just done. 
right? That's different. You pull a nigga off the road for that shit. Nigga, I had one or two drinks. Nigga, you don't breathalyze me. How many people been locked up? But now, and ain't even been drunk. You know, I read a story one time uh, where this guy and his wife, um, you know, he, he drank for like 20 years, right? And then he went sober. And when he went sober, you know, he was sober for like 15 years, right? So his wife knew that he didn't drink, right? He vowed not to ever drink again. So he had been eating watermelon and shit all day, right? This nigga was eating watermelon all day and, you know, hanging out with his wife. He gets pulled over. Cop says to him, says, listen, you were swerving. And, um, you know, I have reason to believe you might be drunk. Guy says, well, that's preposterous. I ain't had a drink in 15 years. Right? And so, when the cop says, I, I don't care, we need to breathalyze you. So they breathalyze this guy. He shoots over the limit, right? Cop says, I got to arrest you, take you in, you over the limit. This guy's confused now. He's like, I don't understand. I've never had a drink, you know. But not never had a drink, but I haven't had a drink, right? And he's like, he's like, so so he's like pleading his case to this cop. Anyways, his wife comes down. She bails him out or whatever. They go to court. Comes out that the watermelon that he was eating, right, actually raised his blood sugar levels, right? And had produced the effect as if of alcohol, as if he was drunk, right? And obviously he beat his case, but just to show you how quickly your rights can be violated off of what a simple mistake. Now tell me that that wasn't something that that man could have went back and got some money from. You violated my rights. I had to sit in jail. I had to bond out. I had to pay for an attorney. I had to go through all of this stress and heartache. Right? You had a duty. Right? So in my condition, my elements, there has to be a duty. And that was his duty. Number two, the defendant breached that duty. Yeah, he breached his duty. Number three, the defendant breached cause. Excuse me. The defendant breached breach caused the injury. So let's be specific there. I don't care if they beat your ass or not. If you had to go sit in jail, bro, that's an injury. Is it not? Nigga, I lost time. I lost money. That's time that you'll never get back. To me, that's the biggest loss of anything. I might be cool with it later, you know what I'm saying? I'll get over it, but I still lost that time. I can never get that time back ever again. Right? So, there's one injury. Okay, but let's say if the cops beat your ass. Well, I guess that would be a whole other injury, wouldn't it? Or let's say you're trying to file some paperwork for your case and the clerk refuses to follow her, her, uh, her job to do her duty. Doesn't that violate your constitutionally protected rights? I say so. Okay? See, when we're talking about tort claims, y'all got to understand, man, what we're really talking about, all we're really talking about, as the, the attorney said in the audio, is an administrative process. Bro, we've been teaching administrative process to y'all for years. Right? This is simple. First letter. First notice, second notice, 
Opportunity to cure. Third notice is your default. So now I'm going to default you out, right? And the guy, and you heard him when he read the rules under 28 USC, which we'll get into, right? He told him straight up. Under 28 USC, you have to do an administrative process. You have to show where you defaulted them and you tried to correspond with the state agency. Now, see, he was real slick about what he said because what he didn't tell you was that each one of these public officials have a bond. Okay? This is why they take an oath and they have a bond on file. Okay? And the bond is with an insurance company. The insurance company is who is responsible for that person's violation of your constitutionally protected rights. Why? Because if somebody got to pay out, nigga, you think it's coming out of their pockets directly? No. It's coming off the bond. And then, and that's if it was in the scope of their duties and they violated you. Let's say it, it wasn't in the scope of their duties. Well, then you can go back and hit that check. Because then I got to sue you in a different court for that shit altogether. Okay? So these theories of liability can also be created by legislation. For example, under the English law, okay, with the passing of the Theft Act in 1978, it's an offense to evade a liability dishonesty. So the payment of damages usually revolves the liability, or excuse me, resolves the liability. So niggas be getting paid off under the Theft Act from 1978. That's over there in uh, the United Kingdom. Okay. Now, a given liability may be covered by insurance. What did I just tell you? In general, however, insurance providers only cover liabilities arising from negligent torts rather than intentional wrongs or the breach of a contract. Y'all hear that? I'll read it again. A given liability may be covered by insurance in general. However, insurance providers only cover liabilities arising from negligent torts. Rather than intentional wrongs. So y'all was being negligent in your job. I'm not gonna say you was doing something intentionally, because if you did something to me intentionally, then I gotta go I gotta go sue you personally, right? But if you was being negligent in your duties, hmm, I could hit your insurance policy. What's insurance though? Because insurance, all right, I don't get me wrong, bro. As much as I hate insurance, you need the shit. But especially car insurance, man. The motherfuckers allowed to drive. But insurance to me was always like some just in case shit, right? Like especially like health insurance. You pay health insurance all these fucking years, and just in case you get sick, you need some health insurance. So insurance is a means of protection from financial laws. It's a form of risk management, primarily to uh, to hedge against the risk. Of a contingent or a uncertain law. So an entity which provides insurance is known as the insurer or the insurance company or the insurance carrier or here we go, the underwriter. Now what's the underwriter? Okay. 
because underwriting services are provided by some large financial institutions such as banks or insurance investment houses, whereby they guarantee payment in case of a damage. Right? These go back to your bonds and your securities offers and all this other shit. So when we're talking about liability, everybody's liable. Why do you think? Why, why do you think when you get arrested, in order to get your ass out of jail, you got to go to what? You, you know, now, here's the funny thing, right? You would think when they arrest you, you go in front of a judge, he said, all right, we arrested you. Uh, you need to sit in here the rest of this time, or we arrested you. You know, you served your, whatever your sentence was, you sat in our jail, we made some money off of you, get out of here. That really is how it should be. But what what do they do? They say, no, nigga, um, you need to call a bondsman, and then you need to get yourself what? Bonded. Now, everybody's bonded. Everybody except you. But you are bonded. You just don't know it. But you've authenticated your BC, right? And done some different things. But the average person goes and gets what? A bond. I got to bond out, man. And if you fail to pay the bond, or if you default on the bond, they throw you back in jail. Okay? So, understand, everybody's bonded, right? So, there's just in case there's insurance on your ass and their ass as well. But they know it, so they go into the door with their insurance bond, and everybody's bonded. Okay? So, just to, just to be clear on that, okay? Now, let's talk a little bit of terminology here, because this is important. The person who commits the act, right, the person who, who um, violates your rights, this person is called a tortfeasor. A tort seizure. Okay? Now, crimes may be tort, although they are. The cause of illegal action in civil torts is not necessarily the result of a criminal action. So the harm in civil torts may be due to negligence, right? But that don't always amount to criminal negligence, right? So, for instance, if um, you pulled me out the car, right, as a cop, and you search my my car without a warrant, that obviously is a clear violation, right? It's negligence, but it's not criminal negligence because you didn't criminally do anything wrong. See, criminal negligence is a it's a surrogate, right? It's required to constitute, if you will, strict liability, right? So basically, nigga, if you do something wrong, like for instance, um, somebody in the government becomes a spy for another country or some shit like that, right? That's treason. That's a criminal act under their law. They'll put your ass in jail for that shit. They may even sue you, right? And do a, do a tort against you as a tort feature. Right? Because you, cause you was in negligence in both your, your, your actions under the law, under which your duties were prescribed, and you had a criminal negligence. So, see, they, the government, listen, man, the monster eats itself. You motherfuckers will sue each other. Okay? Now, let's talk about an injured party, because this is important, right? And most niggas love to use this term, injured party. 
Okay. Now, in, in order to prevail, right, in, in any case, the plaintiff, which is you, right, in the lawsuit commonly referred to as the injured party, you got to show some type of action, right, the lack of action, right, what they call legally recognizable cause. Now, in law, approximate cause is an event officially related, sufficiently related to an injury that the court deems the event to be the cause of that injury. So, so there's two types of causation here, all right? Number one is what they call cause in fact, right? And that's the approximate cause. And then you have what they call cause in fact, which is determined by uh, tests, right? So, you know, this is interesting because what we're really talking about here is they make a determination based off of what happened, right? So, like, for instance, uh, you run a red light, right? If the collision didn't occur, right, was there really any criminal action there? Not really. But, see, the action is a necessary condition, right? But it may not be sufficient condition. So, for instance, they may not say, okay, well, there's an injured party. I run a real life, nigga. I ain't no injured party. So there's no sufficient condition for you to give me any criminal aspects of that, right? But let's say that I ran a real life and I hit somebody and I killed somebody and I didn't have insurance. Well, now we're talking about a real injured party. You dig what I'm saying? I'm trying not to make this too complicated. Now, Legal injuries are not limited to physical injuries. Let's get that clear. Nigga, if I'm injured, I'm injured. Nigga, I might be mentally injured. Do you know? I, and I heard this last night. Do you know? And this is really interesting, right? That people who are, um, first of all, the, the majority of uh, sicknesses in our country is mental illness. That like 70% or something like that of the mental illness population or the, 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 the disability population is mental illness, right? So what they said was that they examined the brain of people who, you know, passed away that had mental illness and they examined the brain of people who passed away who seemed to be perfectly normal, who had no mental illness. You know what they found? You know what the difference was between the two brains? Absolutely nothing. In fact, they say the people who sustain mental disability most times sustain it because they've experienced some type of trauma in their life. Right? And I believe that to be true. I used to work with kids who had mental illnesses, you know. So I could tell you that you get a little bit of, you get, a, you get like half and half. Right? You get kids who was born with this shit. And then you get some kids who, you know, took medicine. And that's how it happens when they work. Right? But my point is, is that mental illness, right, is a sickness. And it's an injury. And there are a lot of brothers. And I'll give you one more example. I know a brother who was going to the Major League Baseball. 
son. That's why he's still alive, but guess what? He's a vegetable. Today, he's a vegetable. He can't move. None of that. Niggas on life support. Been on life support since 1986. I'm not lying to you. He got drafted right out of Kansas City to go to, to the Royals. Got pulled over. Something happened in the top speed of his ass. He went into a coma. Came out of his coma, couldn't move. Can you imagine? Now, tell me if that brother's not an injured party. Now, of course, they sued and, you know, his family got paid. He was on lifetime disability, blah, 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 blah. But my God. So, what are we really talking about here? Okay, when we're talking about legal injuries, okay, injured parties, right? You don't always have to be physically injured. Now, that brother was. But what about the people who who are harassed? Nigga, every time, and y'all can't tell me that y'all don't do this shit. When y'all be in traffic, especially if your tags ain't right. Nigga, you do this shit when your tags is right. So I know you do it when your tags ain't right. If you in traffic, nigga, you looking in your rearview mirror. Is that a cop? No, nah, nah, that ain't no cop. <laughs> nigga, nigga, is, who, who that behind me? All right, slow down a little bit. Get over to the right. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. That is mental trauma. That's, that's fucking trauma, bro. Listen, if... If at the end of the day, every time you, you've gotten pulled over, it's, it has instilled a fear in you, that's a problem. You think white people got that same fear? Do you? Now, what's really interesting about this is I guarantee you they don't have that same fear. How about when you get pulled over, nigga, and... One cop pull up, and then you sitting there for 20 minutes, and then the next cop pull up. And then the next cop pull up. You're like, oh, fuck. I'm going to jail, nigga. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. How do you even mentally if it hasn't happened to you before? Right? If it wasn't already ingrained in how you're going to be treated. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. You can't tell me that's not a problem. And you can't tell me that that is not an injury that you could bring forth in the tour. Okay? Now, like I said, legal injuries are not limited to physical injuries. Okay? They can include emotional, economical, economic, reputational injuries. That's slander, right? Violations of your privacy. Property or violations of your constitutionally protected rights. So, tort claims, and I mean all of them, state, federal, they compromise such varying topics such as uh, automobile accidents, false imprisonment, defamation of your character, product liability. Somebody said, What's product liability? That's the liability of uh, manufacturers. Suppliers, retailers, like somebody you might be doing business with, right? You can you can do a tort there, right? Somebody screws you in business, that's a tort. Okay. 
about copyright infringement. Now, I just talked about this, and I'm glad that that just came up because, you know, Friday we had a, a show and I, you know, spoke about a brother who went through please me because he'd been taking our shit and reselling it, you know, and I had to get with the brother. You know, we had to, I had a very, you know, strong conversation with him and we was able to clear the area. He made restitution to, to Jonah and myself. You understand? So now we can allow this nigga to do, to do business, but he still got stipulations. But let me, let me just show you something. That's intellectual property, right? Copyright infringement. Believe it or not. Why do you think y'all get so upset? Intellectual property, man. That's like just that's no different, man, than than me creating um, a clothing line and then somebody come along and taking it. Like I told the brother, I said there's no difference between that and me creating a song, and then you take it being on the radio, everybody know it, and take the song, same exact lyrics and everything, and put it beat. Say it's a different song. Niggas is gonna be like, bro, that's the same song. The lyrics, the exact same. The beat just different. Okay, so even on a personal level, right? Even on a personal level, you could have a legal injury for this shit. Okay, how about in? Environmental pollution. That's a whole nother one people forget about. Right? Most people don't give a fuck about that. So, so compared to criminal cases, tort lawsuits have a lower burden of proof, namely what they call a preponderance of evidence. Don't you, doesn't that sound familiar? Jonah talked about this. This is what we talked about. Preponderance of evidence, right? So in a legal dispute, one party is initially presumed to be correct and gets the benefit of the doubt while the other side bears the burden of the proof. So when a party bearing the burden of the proof meets his burden, the burden of proof switches to the other side now. Now the burdens may be of a different kind for each party and in different phases of litigation. So the burden of production is a minimal burden to produce at least enough evidence right, for the uh, for the fact to consider a disputed claim. So basically, this preponderance of evidence ain't nothing but the burden of proof. Right? How can you prove that you was injured when you do a tort claim? Right? I brought this up one time. I told y'all that um, it's, it's called the lack of contortion. Right? That's a real damage. Nigga, I can't have sex right now with my wife because cops whooped my ass and um I sat in jail for three years and now I don't know what to do and I can't perform. Right? That's a, that's actually a real damage. Lack of contortion that people would have. Okay. So you gotta have a preponderance of evidence stacked against that person when you decide to go in and do any type of case. Okay, you don't want to have no reasonable doubt shit. You, you you want to have anything beyond a reasonable doubt, right? So sometimes the claimant 
may prevail in a, a tort case, even when the defendant allegedly caused the harm, was acquitted. Let me give you an example. You ready? Your boy, O.J. Simpson. What happened? They acquitted this nigga of murder, and then came back and did what? Did a tort claim against his ass and sued this nigga. Okay? So both tort law and criminal law may impose liability where there's intentional action, reckless behavior, carelessness, product liability, or what they call innocence, right? Blameless inadvertence, provided that there's strict liability, and that goes back to your cops and shit. Okay. So, but what's an intentional action? So, intention is one of, you know, what they call mens rea. Y'all heard of that, right? It's Latin for the guilty mind. That's when accompanied by an actus reus, right? An actus reus is the external element or the objective element of a crime. Okay? So, anything that constitutes a crime is intentional action. Nigga. We can look at a situation, and if a cop harassed you, that's mens reas, because that was intentional. What about reckless behavior? In criminal law, and in the law of tort, recklessness can be defined as the state of mind, where a person deliberately and unjustifiably pursues a course of action while consciously disregarding any risk flowing from such action. Recklessness is less culpable than intentional wickedness, but is more blameworthy than careless behavior. Y'all hear this shit? Okay. So now we know what a tort claim is. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep going to this tort claim. I got a lot of information to get into tonight. All right. We're going to go a little overtime. So if you're in the chat tonight, too, and you want to keep listening, make sure you call in before we end the show. We got an hour left on the live stream. Call in numbers 347. 989-0194. We're going to take a very quick break. So I need some water. And we'll be right back. So we can keep this thing rocking. We're talking about tort claims tonight. Now we're going to go into your state. First we're going to look at the federal. We're going to look at the law. Then we're going to look at your state. Okay? Because this is where it gets interesting. We'll be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. Peace to the God. Stay sharp out here. You gotta stay in the loop. Can't do what you did yesterday. It's not a weapon they can form against me that will prosper. I've been whipping far deadlies with an ill posture. Selassie, I know some deadly rosters. I've been dancing with the wolves, it's like Kevin Costner. Picking up the cases like Betty Crocker. Facto. I can give it to you hard if you already rock. How you want but that? keep it low, cause you know you don't want the feds to pop Wally. up. From the real with all this money, only the feds can stop Chill. us. On birthdays was the worst days. Now I might pop 80 grand on a Thursday. Count that up. 2.2 pounds is what the birds weigh. If I'm a pastor, please tell me what the church say. Amen. Heard you. Be cool when I swerve through. Call a goons up, the niggas gon' purge through. I done live through things that might disturb you. Uh, promise. This ain't the life you looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I scream mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw Uh-oh 
trap house at the trap door. Packed house, now we coming through the back door. The ones black tops rocking the black balls. Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs. Nah, that title does not fit you The culture is not with you Your verses are not scripture I was the first and 15th block clicker In the spot with the blicker The plot got sicker I only indulged in weed and not liquor Trying to have the best work and finish my rocks quicker Prices got cheaper, the hell's all mine Now the work that I'm touching can get me some real time I kicked it with the Lord, he sent me some real signs I started to record, I wrote me some ill rhymes Love and hate thing, I'm Dealing with real lines Now it's two guns up So I got to conceal nine They wait for you to die Then they label you a legend I'm debating on the new M8 Or the X7 Fire Figure either one to be a good look Yeah, count my blessings Get my lessons out the good book Promise this ain't the life you looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw The trap house at the trap door Packed house, now we coming through the back door The ones black tops rocking the black balls Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs 50 pointers in the chains just to hide the pain. Trying to count up all this money, probably wreck my brain. Probably will. Free that nigga never, free that nigga man. Free my, all my niggas to the system, probably going insane. Real street nigga worked a few M's. Rapping real street shit, dropped a few gems. I know them niggas mad, I'm in the new Benz. Fucking spend another dime on some new rims. Niggas from my hood die from niggas from my hood. But everything I learned came up out the hood. I took my niggas with me straight up out the hood but they'll call you fake you make it out the hood bitches turn sour niggas turn snake they shutting off the power when the payment late when you broke niggas love you when you rich they hate they plotting on your death trying to set a date this ain't the life you looking for Search my car, but I don't know what they looking for Secret indictments and I don't know what they took them for I see mommy in the kitchen, she was cooking raw The trap house at the trap door Packed house, now we coming through the back door The ones black tops rocking the black balls Now we hopping out of traps with the mad dogs Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. All right, all right, all right. We back. We back. That was quick. All right, so let's pick right up where we left off, right? We're talking about this torch tonight. Hopefully, you just came in. Um, you know, maybe you was online or you can catch up, all right? Um, all of our audios are available on Blog Talk Radio, so you can always go back and listen, right? Because when people ask me, they're like, well, I got cut off on the chat. Don't worry about it. If you got cut off on the chat and the show cut off on you or something like that, you can always go back. Also, a uh, real quick announcement. My man, Jonah Blake, going to be in Atlanta getting his seminar on. So if you are going to be in the Atlanta area, make sure that you sign up. Go check out the seminar. Go to JonahBlake.com. 
and get all the info for the seminar, all right? All right, so tonight we've been talking about these tort claims, and, you know, we had to go into what a tort is, right? Because you got to know what a tort is. If you're going to do any type of, I would say, remedy execution in the long run, right? And, you know, the, the great thing about what we've done, you know, over here on, on New Evolution, John Bay Radio, you know, previous work on other stations, you know, the, the, the good thing is what we've done is we've, we've shown you the foundation of an administrative process. Right? You can go get my third-party debt collection webinar, part two. That'll teach you exactly how to go in the federal court. But better yet, it's going to teach you how to do a lawsuit. <laughs> and what's more important than knowing how to sue somebody? Most people don't know how to sue. Matter of fact, what they do right, is they hire an attorney. But when you do a tort feasor, excuse me, when you do a tort claim against a tort, against a tort feasor, right, the option and the ability to go in and get all of your money without having to give it to anybody is completely up to you. All you got to know is the fucking rules. Okay? All right, so let's get into it because I got some more information tonight because I got to drop on y'all. Right, before we go into the state. Right, now, you can refer to 28 USC. I'm going to pull it up again for you. Just a second. All right, here we go. Title 28. Tort claim procedures. Okay. Liability. Uh, so, basically, it goes from 2671 to 2680. Alright, so if you want to know where to find out how to do your tort claim, it's right there. Okay? So, and then you also have, if you go to um, Chapter 173, you have attachments and postal suits. You got to sue the post office or any of that type of shit. Right? All that's in there. Right? Tort claim procedures, though. Now, I want to read this for you because this is interesting. Okay? It is. The head of each, and this is 28 U.S.C. 2672, Administrative Adjustment of Claims, says the head of each federal agency or his designee, in accordance with regulations prescribed by the Attorney General, may consider, ascertain, adjust, determine, compromise, and settle any claim for money damages against the United States for injury or loss of property or personal injury or death caused by the negligent or wrongful act or omission of any employee of the agency while acting within the scope of his office or employment under the circumstances where the United States, if a private person, would be liable to the claimant in accordance with the law of the place where the act or omission occurred. Okay? So in other words, if you're going to sue the United States, it needs to be considered like a private person. But anybody that you sue, okay, any person that you sue, Right under the under the Fed specifically, right? The Attorney General has given the head of each of those agencies the right to settle with you. Okay. Now, let me just 
let me be clear with y'all on this so, so y'all can understand where I'm coming from because, you know, a lot of y'all have, you know, had y'all rights violated in many different ways. So it will be up to you to discern how you have been violated and by whom, okay? All right? So I'm not telling y'all, oh, you got to use federal. Oh, you're going to have to use that. Most niggas don't even like dealing with the federal government. Okay? So if you've been violated on, violated on that level, you need to know what to do. Okay? Now, I really want to direct your attention to what they call state sovereign immunity, okay, and tort liability in your state. Because this is where it really fucking matters on the aspect of if you're violated in your state. Now, Let's be, let's be clear once again. Let's say you're trying to go after that that estate, right? If you're trying to you, you're trying to sue, you know, to get whatever you think you're gonna get. But then you need to know both the state and the federal rules. You understand? Now, sovereign, okay, and. You know, governments are considered to be sovereign, okay? So, sovereign or governmental immunity, okay, concern themselves with various legal documents, right? Constitutions, treaties, or they use statutes okay, that provide federal, state, and local government immunity from what they call tort-based claims. Everything we just went over before the break, okay? As well as exceptions to or waivers of that particular immunity. Now, generally, a state government is immune from tort suits by individuals under the doctrine of sovereign immunity. But local governments, municipalities, and political subdivisions of that state are immune from tort suits by virtue of governmental immunity. Okay? Because of the, because the state grants them immunity. Usually in in its constitution. Okay? Now, this is really important because if you go look at your constitution, you will see what they've done there. Now, let's be um, real honest about what we're saying here. You can't be no 14th Amendment citizen, right? Trying to sue anybody for, uh, you know, human rights violations. International law violations, anything like that. That's not going down. Okay? That's not happening. You can't be a U.S. citizen. They've even wrote it in the 14th Amendment. But you can't question what the government does. You cannot sue the government. Not in that capacity, anyways. Okay, so the common law origin of sovereign immunity can be traced back to the notion okay, of kings, right? Now, if you know anything about, you know, kings and kingship, headphones in so y'all can hear me better, okay? So if you know anything about kings, kingship, right, and any of that, you know that the king has sovereign immunity. It was the king. So, 
in the common law of sovereign immunity, right, which we can trace back to King, even here in America, where every man was a king, this is why we live in a sovereign nation. Anything the king did was necessarily legal, as long as it didn't inflict upon somebody else's rights. What do you think a sovereign is? Passed through several states before uh, the founding of this country, or we should say the founding, uh, you know, the, the Organic Act and all that shit, right? But when the Constitution was drafted in 1787, Article 3 raised questions about the principle of exposing states to suit from citizens of other states and foreign states. The United States Constitution, Article 3, Section 2. It says that the judicial power shall extend to controversy between a state and its citizens of another state and between a state and foreign state citizens or subjects. Right, that's what it says. Now, in 1793, the U.S. Supreme Court dealt with precisely this issue in Chisholm versus Georgia. Okay, and then they abolished the doctrine of sovereign immunity with the respect to states. And then in Chisholm versus Georgia, it says that the Constitution warrants a suit Against a state by an individual citizen of another state, right? So if you was driving to one state and you got, you know, you got pulled over, you, you got violated in that state, you could sue the cops in that state, right? That's what they were saying. But several years later, in response to Chisholm, Congress proposed and um, three fourths of the state ratified the Eleventh Amendment, okay, which reinstated the sovereign immunity. Y'all hear this? Now, at least to the extent that Article 3 encroached on it. Therefore, there could be no valid suit against the government entity. By the early 1800s, the sovereign immunity was adopted by nearly every state. However, now check this out. They're not telling you when in the 1800s, but you need to go look at the Reconstruction Act. You need to go look at the 14th Amendment. You need to go look at when the state's went under the 14th Amendment and became subject to the government. And then you'll understand why you can't sue the state like that. So by the early 1800s, the sovereign immunity was adopted by almost every state. Right? Now, the enjoyment of sovereign immunity is limited to government bodies that are, quote, truly sovereign. Okay? Namely, the U.S. federal government in each state government, see, they don't never want you to be sovereign. They want you to be one of their citizens. You can't be your own shit, nigga. You got you got to be under us. And if you're a citizen, you can't sue. We don't let our citizens sue, so we don't know what to tell you. That's, this is how they do you. Now, this presumed immunity was based on the belief that government will be paralyzed if they face potential liability for all actions of their employees, which I agree. They hella would. Nigga, if every nigga sued his state government for what a police officer did and the state had to pay a million dollars for every nigga that got injured, they would be broke, and they wouldn't have a budget, and then they'd have to start dipping into them Catholics, and that'd be a problem. So they don't want the liability. Okay, 
because the governments don't want to be paralyzed. So sovereign immunity today has been limited or almost eliminated, at least in part, in most jurisdictions by either legislative or judicial action. But still undecided was the issue of whether a state could be sued by its own citizens. So for more than 100 years, states enjoyed protections from lawsuits, and the Supreme Court extended the 11th Amendment protection to prohibit suits against the state by one of its citizens. This is in uh, Hands versus Louisiana. You can, this is uh, 134, 1890. You can look this up. So, so, however, the doctrine began the weekend in 1908 when the Supreme Court ruled that the sovereign immunity was not without exception. And that states could be sued for an unconstitutional action okay, by the state. Ex parte. Yeah. All right. Now, in 1946, the federal government passed, here we go, the Federal Tort Claims Act, which waived sovereign immunity for itself, okay, with respect to torts. Federal Tort Claim Act, uh, publication number 79601, chapter 753, 60th statute, 842, 1946, right? So soon thereafter, the state legislators began to enact their own state tort claims. You understand? So now we, we got states doing their own thing. They're like, fuck it, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to enact our own court claims. Now, that should be important for you to understand because your state is its own country. Your state operates like a country because that's what it is. So, you get injured by one of the agents within their jurisdiction. It's their job to make sure that they have something in place. Okay? So, a compromise doctrine, sorry, subsequently developed at common law, whereby government officers could be held liable for the negligent performance of ministerial functions, right? And they call this operational acts involving the carrying out of policies. What do you think police officers are? They're policy enforcers. Okay? So these people are enforcing policies. Okay? But not for discretionary functions. Those involving policy setting and decision making. These are the people that can be held liable. Right? Remember we talked about liable earlier? Being held liable So the restatement Second of torts Okay This is 890 You can look this up It's called Second of torts 895D 1965 Right It talks about Immunity from liability For discretionary acts Right And it says That they're developed As an extension Of the immunity Afforded to judicial officers To similarly Shield Legislative and administrative officials. The definition and application of the two types of functions evolved over time, causing confusion and uncertainty. Whether a suit was brought against an individual government, employee, because of his official conduct, the court had to consider the practical elements of liability and make a value judgment between the social and individual benefits from compensation to the victim together with the wholesome deterrence of the official excess on one hand, and on the other hand, the evils that would flow 
from inhibiting courageous and independent official action and deterring responsible citizens from entering public life. Are y'all hearing this shit? Okay. Each state evolved differently with regard to the grant of sovereign immunity and the exception of immunity it provided. Which means that, nigga, you need to go look into your state constitution if you want to find out exactly who is immune from prosecution in your state. Now, sovereign immunity today has been limited or eliminated, at least in part. And in most jurisdictions, by either legislative action or judicial action. Today, in many states, tort claims waives uh, subjugation. Okay? Now, the state statutes waiving sovereign immunity are generally three types. What they call absolute waivers, limited waivers, right, which are applicable only to specific types of claims, and general waivers. So, I would implore you to not look at the like we always have to look at the statute, but you need to go back and look at the constitution because that's going to trump that uh, that special law, that ex post facto. Okay, because anytime that they write something in here about you know who you can sue, specifically when the constitution says something else, then that would be ex post facto, right? So. And many tort claims, right, um, which are modeled after the FTCA, okay, and they constitute a statutory general waiver of sovereign immunity, allowing tort claims against the state with certain exceptions, or they reenact immunity with limited waivers that apply only to certain types of claims, right? Some of them are called the Tort Claims Act. You can go look this up, okay? Tort, or Tort Claims Act with an S, okay? But many other are given different names. State claims are opposed to tort claims. So basically, nigga, in every state that you live in, you can find your tort claim shit. Okay? So sometimes, right, depending on where you are, right, um, you know, they establish special courts for claims, right? And then they have a board to determine your claims, right? So this is your equity. Sometimes you have equity court, right? Um, They may call them different things where you live at, right? Um, we got Connecticut, Illinois, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ohio, right? They all use this approach, right? Where they provide certain exceptions to liability against their particular officers. Okay? Then you have uh, what they call a premise liability, right? And this, these are basically cases involving premise liability. Many states provide immunity or limited liability for premise defects. This is done by establishing a relatively low standard of care owed to those on government property. Okay. Then you get the operation of a motor vehicle, right? And many states expressively provide a waiver of immunity, listen to this, for property damage, personal injury, or death caused by the wrongful act or omission or the negligence of a state employee acting within the scope of employment and arising out of the operation of a motor vehicle driven or a motor or a motor driven equipment. This liability may even be extended to the operation of emergency vehicles, which are permitted to disregard traffic rules and the speed limit, provided that it displays its license, lights, and sirens. Even then, it, it must exercise due regard for the safety of the public. Regrettably, this is not always done, right? And so they give them what they call a waiver of sovereign immunity to your cops, right? 
Alabama is one of the states that actually um, does strongly preserve sovereign immunity for their cops. Okay? So I want you to understand that depending on where you are, you know, or depending on, you know, how much these people have allowed you to be able to really step in and say, okay, you 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 liable, you liable, you liable, I'm suing you, I'm suing you, I'm suing you, you know what I'm saying? Each one of those, right? So public doctrine, they call this the public duty doctrine. And this is separate and apart from the concepts of sovereign immunity and official immunity. Some states adopt the public duty doctrine, and it can serve as an exception to immunity in the performance of a governmental or discretionary act. Public duty doctrine states that a public employee is not civilly liable for the breach of a duty owed to the general public rather than a particular individual. Hmm. See, this public duty doctrine is based on the absence of a duty to the particular individual as contrasted with the duty owed to the general public. So this also falls under the, uh, the scope of your police officers and your judges and all that, right? So this doctrine does not insulate a public employee from all liability as he or she could still be found liable for a breach of uh, ministerial duties in which an injured party had a, quote, special, direct, and distinctive interest. Okay, Southerners versus the city of Farmington, uh, you can go look that up, Missouri 2008, right? So it is not an affirmative defense, but rather it delineates the legal duty that the defendant's public employee owes the plaintiff. In effect, the applicability of the public doctrine negates the, uh, the element required to prove negligence. So there basically can be no cause of action for injuries sustained um, <laughs> anytime that they, you know, they fuck up. So under 42 U.S.C., right, if you want to go and find out where the federal liabilities are, go under 42 U.S.C. 1983, okay? Now, mind you, in each jurisdiction that you're in, they're going to deal with whatever their foundation and principle law is. So if you're in Ohio, you need to go look at your Ohio Constitution before you go look in your Ohio tort claims. And you need to know exactly what it says in your Constitution first. And then you go look at your tort claims law, right? And then you go find out exactly what court you need to go into, right? It's like earlier the guy was talking about how if you sued a government official that worked for the government and you sued them in a private capacity because they work for the government, what's going to more than likely happen is you're going to move it over to federal court anyways. And then they may dismiss it if you didn't do a proper due diligence, Right? So I'm just going to give you all a few examples here, and then we go to the call line. All right, so let me pick up a couple states here. Let's go to New York. Um, so New York, uh, Tort Claims Act, right? New York is a state that waives immunity and consents to being sued in the same manner as a private person would. So as long as the requirements of the Tort Claims Act are complied with, parallel uh, statute deals with Port authority almost identically. Okay? Now, in New York, uh, there's a written notice of intention to file a claim must be filed and served on the attorney general within 90 days in the state. Okay? Uh, Court of Claims has exclusive jurisdiction in New York over claims against the state. Okay? Um, Also, the claims and actions allowed in New York state immune when performing governmental actions as opposed to proprietary actions. Uh, substitutes for 
traditional uh, private enterprises. So, so basically, um, proprietary actions through rent, uh, rent, real property, healthcare, operating uh, shit like you know hood stuff like that, school buses, um, operating vehicles, right? These are like all things that you can bring actions against in New York, right? So let me pick up another state. Let's go to instead of California, so to California. California. California Tort Claim Act, um, except as otherwise provided by statute, public entities are not liable for injury arising from an act or omission of the public entity or their employees. Right? Numerous immunities provided. Public employees liable for injury to the same extent as a private person. So you would have to go and sue who? Private person then. Let's go look at another state. Let's look at Georgia. In Georgia, Private immunity is waived for tort of state officers and employees while acting within the scope of their employment and shall be liable for such torts in the same manner as a private individual would under such circumstances. I love Georgia, man. This shit's so straightforward, right? Georgia, what's a deadline? Written notice of a claim shall be given within 12 months of the date of loss. Uh, the, state is, the state is subject to liability for its employees. Negligence when operating a motor vehicle if damage was not caused from a method of providing police protection. Look at that. Uh, Georgia Department of Public Safety. Um, Safety versus Davis. Uh, 2009. Well, look at that case. Y'all can use that in some of y'all shit, right? Georgia does not waive immunity for losses arising from one action of omission from state employees exercising due care. Two, the exercise of failure, exercise of discretionary function. Three, the collection of tax. Four, legislative or judicial action. Five, methods of providing law enforcement. All right, let me go to my state right quick. All right, let's look at Missouri. So in Missouri, uh, Missouri has the Tort Claims Act. Tort immunity is not waived. Claims against the state shall be brought to the commissioner of administration for approval within two years after the claim accrues. The immunity of the state waived. Uh, injuries resulting from state employees' negligent act or omission while operating a motor vehicle within the scope of employment, injuries caused by the dangerous condition of a state-owned property, and contract claims. Right? The commission of administration and the governing body of each political subdivision of the state may purchase liability insurance for tort claims. What I tell you, I told you that earlier, right? Made against the state or the political subdivision. Immunity is waived up to the extent of the coverage provided in the policy of insurance. See? This is where you get um, to your whole damage cap. So like in Missouri, they got a damage cap, right? Claims should not exceed $2 million for claims arising out of single occurrence. Should not exceed 300000 to any one person in a single accident. They would not pay punitive damages. See, I got the whole fucking list here, man. So, you know, I mean, this shit is really easy to do. You know, if you've been violated, you got to follow the rules. They've all been laid out for you. But y'all got to follow the rules. That's all I can really tell you, man. Y'all got to go read these laws. Because there's only so much that I'm going to say on the radio, right, that's not available in the public. But, you know, we've given y'all the tools. We'll learn how to do the suits. Learn how to do an administrative process. Learn how to do your injunction. Learn what your, what your state tort claims are. Hope to God you live in a state like Georgia, <laughs> you know, where it's super easy to do the shit, you know, and rock with it. 
Because the reality of it is, man, that niggas is out here hurting and getting hurt, and they not enforcing their rights. You want to know how to enforce your rights? Go look up your, your, your state tort claim and start learning how to get into these people's pockets, and then motherfuckers will leave you alone. You know, I learned a long time ago in business, the only thing motherfuckers understand is when you get into their pockets. Sometimes, man, you you can treat a motherfucker bad. But if you don't get in his pocket, he's going to stay around. So, let me tell you what. You want to keep getting harassed by police? You do that. But the moment they violate your injunction, you better get on their ass like white on rice. Even if it takes you up to two years. But you also need to have everything right, right? There's no reason that you should be getting pulled over if your car is in the truck and your tags are right. And you got your IDP and you got your foreign driver's license. You should be straight. You have your trust. You put insurance on the car and you roll around. But then if you do get violated, even with all of that and your injunction, well, guess what, man? You got a damn good right to go in and sue now. Even if you don't have all that shit together. Take the due diligence steps. Do your injunction. Do your administrative process. And then if you get violated, do your administrative process put these people on notice and don't be lazy about it let me tell y'all man when you get lazy and, and you get a little bit lax and how fast you send your letters out or how far apart you do them that's when you get fucked up cause you like oh I'm good man it's only, it's only five days later consistency is key when you're dealing with this type of information be consistent Especially when you're dealing with things like money and tort claims and lawsuits. A lot of y'all are in suits right now that I know for a fact are in suits. Doing administrative processes. So y'all already really have been practicing, right? To begin doing things like this. Go read the Charlie Sprinkle case. Jonah read it on air maybe about, what, five, four or five weeks ago? Okay, so if, go read Charlie Sprinkle. The case in, in, in um, California, they try to say it wasn't a real case. I personally think it was real. Right? But, you know, either way, go check it out. All right? So with that being said, I'm going to open up the car lines. We're going to see what's happening tonight. Let's go to, uh, see where y'all at out there. We got a lot of people out here tonight. Let's go to 585-351. You're on the bottom line. Five eight five three five one. Hey, what's up, Joey? What's up? Peace to the God. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? Peace to the God. Oh, all right. Cool, cool. Hey, yeah, man. I wanted to... Um, yeah, I'm just listening in, man. Dropping that information, man. Um, Definitely had to... Kind of like the same situation. Um, got pulled over a few months ago, and you know they violated my injunction. Um, but just last week, you know I got all of the charges dropped, so I'm ready to actually move forward. So I've been studying my state. Yeah, I've been studying my state law on uh, the tort claim, and just ready to move forward on that, man. That's what's up. What state you in? Uh, I'm in New York. New York, yeah, yeah. So hold on, while while I, while I got you on, let me pull New York up again. We're going to look at what that right. cap is real quick. Um, so in New York, if you're in New York, 
because I didn't even read the whole thing for New York. Let me pull it up again. All right. So in New York, um, written notice of intention to file a claim must be filed by the and served on the attorney general within 90 days or six months within the breach of contract. Specific requirements for filing a claim. Court of Claims has exclusive jurisdiction over claims against the state, but not the city, the county, or the town. Okay? Um, and then it says state immune from performing governmental actions um, as opposed to proprietary actions. So we talked about that. Okay, here's the damage cap. There is none. Mm-hmm. No punitive damages allowed. Mm-hmm. So it says if governmental acts involved no liability, even if there was knowledge or special duty owed to a plaintiff as opposed to a mere public duty, special duty um, is formed in three ways. One, the statute for a class of persons. Look at that. Number two, the assumption of duty toward the person, most in common. Um, and three, uh, assume direction and control in face of known safety violations. And if a ministerial act, the plaintiff, which is you, must still must still show a special du- a special duty existed. McLean versus the city of New York. Now you know what that would be, right? What's that? That would be your constitution. That would be your right. New York constitution. Right? And it says if a governmental act and a special duty exists, no immunity if act was ministerial. If the if it's discretionary the government must actually have exercised its discretion for it to be a immune. So you can still go after government officials there in their private capacity, right? But, but okay. you can give notice. Yeah, you, so and see, in New York, every, that's what I'm saying, every state is different. Yeah. So without me, so would I go after that, that, that arresting officer, or would I go after that sheriff? Well, it depends on where you was at, right? So if you was in that county, right, and you was driving around in that particular county, right, you you may want to go after the sheriff first in that county, but you have to pull up the the um, tort claims act for that county now. Mm-hmm. See, it's, it, there's a level. There's a there's a local level. There's your state level. There's your federal level, and then you have your, your little municipalities. You know what I'm saying? That would be like your local level, right? right. So there's almost like there's like three, four levels to this shit when you're talking about tort claims and who you go after. So it, you know what yeah. I would say, bro? It would it would depend upon who violates you. It was a Monroe County Sheriff deputy. Then I would say you go after the you go into the county. You got to go looking if you was in Queens County or if you was in you know Brooklyn County or any whatever those counties are up there. You got to yeah. go look into that county unit. Right. See the states okay. Remember the states are under the 14th amendment too So the states is going to do whatever they can To make sure that they immune all together That's true That's right That's right. Yeah so they're going to throw it back. Listen they're going to throw it back off on the other guy No we're not responsible Go holler at them they're responsible mm-hmm. No we're not responsible Go holler at our employee by you know separately In the private Because we ain't going to do this shit Right Don't don't throw the shit on me is what they say. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been getting a lot of anyways. Of course, man. That's the um the hot potato game. Hot potato, hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a it's a real game and if you just take your time and go through it, you know what I'm saying? 
and really study that, bro, and use that administrative process, it'll work out good for you. And, and if nothing else, it'll be a good learning experience, and then you'll you'll perfect the process. Yeah, that's 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 really what I'm what I'm focusing on right now. Is you know just learning the process. You know, what I mean, I ain't trying to get it right on the first time. That's why I'm taking a lot of time to study. And I'm glad you're dropping the information, yeah. man, because I'm like, I was just doing this last week, and then tonight you come with the information, so I'm like, perfect. And I'm just sitting here. No doubt, notes, we're right, you know right on time. So yeah, no doubt, it's right on time. Absolutely. You gotta go back, go back and listen to the show, man. And and, and like, um, yeah. I would uh, I would encourage you to. I would encourage you to, to maybe look up some of the cases that I, I mentioned tonight. You know, all that. Yeah. That's going to help you, man, you know, to get a better understanding of, of how to really do this. Right. You know, right, well, one thing, I'm, I'm, not advo- I'm not advocating for, yeah. for niggas to, to go out and, and make a reason to sue somebody. Right, but this is America. And there's only a few ways that people get rich out here. And that's one of them. And if somebody violates your right. rights, I guess that might be your opportunity to get rich. That's true. That's true. Or at least, or or at least get a come up, right? A legal come up. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. So, word is fine. I appreciate you calling, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I'm gonna listen in, man. Keep dropping that knowledge. Okay, God. Peace. Peace. All right, uh, 415-684, you're on the bottom line. What's going on? 415-684, you there? Oh, I guess not. They dropped. Let's go to another caller then. Let's go to uh, 832 364 What up? Hey, what's going on, Joe? So, how you doing, bro? Yo, to the God. Shit, not much, not much. Hey, so I've been listening in. I just uh, talked talk with you not too long ago. We had the consultation or whatever. You said I might be able to do a uh, do a claim. Uh, so, do you have to be uh, like totally, you know, nationalized to be able to file that claim? That suit, because you're saying 14th Amendment can't file a suit against I say, so I, Not against the state. But in your private capacity mm. against another person who injures you in your personal private capacity, that wouldn't necessarily matter. Okay, so I can still go after the county. Yeah, but remember what I talked about tonight. There's different elements to to, to how you can sue. So you got to go look at the elements and then determine based on them elements and you know what the cause of action was. Like was it something that they were supposed to be doing within the scope of their duties? You know what I'm saying? That that, that, that caused that, that breach. You know what I'm saying? Or was it something that um they did within their duty but they just neglected right to not do it. So mm-hmm. but then you could say, Okay, Maybe. you know, like for instance, I'll give you an example, right? If they pulled you out the car and they beat you down with the billy clubs that they don't they don't carry them no more. So let's just say they pulled you out the car and they, they harassed you and beat you a little bit. Right. Well, then that's something that yeah. is outside the scope of their duty, and then I can personally, I can come after you personally, right? Yeah. I can come after you personally okay. for that, right? Because that was outside the scope of your duties. But then, if it's within the scope yeah. of your duties, and you but you violated me, like for instance, you gave me um, 
you know, uh, uh, let's just say he, he arrested you for, for drinking and driving, but you wasn't even drunk, right? But he but he just did, he was saying he did his duty, then you would have to come back and hit his bar. Yeah, well, let because me tell it's, you it's what, in the what scope happened. Of his so, duty. Hmm? I, I got you. So uh, they pulled me over, and I gave them my, my spiritual name. But I had my work badge on me, so they, they found my legal name. So they charged me with failure to ID. And then I had my pistol, so they hit me with an unlawful carry. And I had my injunction in and everything. So, Man. Yeah, well, you're going to have to go beat the case first before you can even think about it. Yeah. Okay. Because because you can't open up a Man. case when you got a case going. You know, that was, you know, beat the, beat beat that case first. Use all of the right remedies to beat that case. You know your constitution, your five point one, all that stuff. You know you beat the case, and then you come back and you say, okay, I'm going to open up a suit now for the violation of my rights. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And then shit, by that time, I'm gonna be further on in the process, so that'll only help. Exactly. It don't look yeah. a lot better if you uh, yeah. trying to. Try, trying to open up a suit for them violating your your rights after you've won a suit versus if you open it up and then you fuck around and lose that suit, you know, yeah. or lose that case, they're going to be like, you lost this case. And then they're going to so now create some type of controversy, whereas there wasn't really a controversy before. I got you. Hey, uh, I had a question on something else. Uh, it's a little off topic. Would you, would you mind? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I'm trying to do this accord to satisfaction, uh, and I sent it in to the CEO, um, you know, with his name and everything, and I got proof that he cashed it. Uh, they haven't done anything yet. It's been about a month or so. Um, okay. So should I, start, should I keep sending them, uh, you know, things with under direct duress and coercion to the CEO? Because I heard another show well, where he you, was like, I need to get it. What you do? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, finish what you're saying. <laughs> So I was saying, I heard another show where he was like, I need to get a printout statement from them saying who I need to send it to. And that was a different department. It was like the place where they uh-huh. accept the money orders. So I'm like, do I send it to that place or do I keep sending it to the CEO? You know what I'm saying? Well, what state are you in? I'm in Texas. Yeah, I was up here at that seminar so, with y'all boys. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, okay. I know you are. Yeah. So this is what you got to do then. What you're going to have to essentially do um, with that according satisfaction, bro, is you've been sending it to the CEO. Now, mind you that the comptroller of currency is who holds the oath for each particular um, CEO or, or entity that's doing business in the public, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So because they hold the oath, number one, you need to get a copy of that. Okay. That's first and foremost. Number two, now that they've cashed the check, you need to immediately start sending them letters to rectify the situation. This is where your administrative process comes in. First notice, second notice, mm-hmm. third notice, right? Now, in the meantime, while you're doing that, you want to stay current. You want to be in good, you know, good favor with a court if you got to go to court. And you want to show that you did shit in good faith and clean hands. So that means, bro, what you're going to have to do is keep making your payments. You can send them wherever you need to send them to, right? Now, if, if there's a final payment office, right, um, 
then you, of course you would send it to a final payment office. But let let me be very clear about the law. It says in that law that they that if you don't send it to the right place, it's their responsibility to do two things: to send it back to you and say send it here. You sent it to the wrong place, or it's their responsibility mm-hmm. to, to turn around and issue you um, a check. Uh, with the same amount that you sent to them and tell you that they don't take it like that. Yeah. You understand? So they've already mm-hmm. accepted your check and cashed it, right? So I think you're sending it to the same spot. Yeah, but 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 what I'm trying to point out to you is they already accepted your check and cashed it. You got proof of that, right? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's listen. The law says once they've done that. They've accepted the accord. Yeah, yeah, you've given them an accord and they accepted it as a satisfaction. Guaranteed. There you go. It's over. So mm-hmm. now, really, your payments are really just payments that you're making under duress. And in the meantime, go ahead and send them niggas a letter. Send that CEO a nice, strong letter. And mm-hmm. you, you do your intent to sue. Hey, man, listen. I did everything with y'all in the good faith and y'all not doing it with me. So. Um, if y'all want to keep playing this game, I'm going to sue you. Hmm. Man, that's what I'm going to do. And I, man, I was yeah. listening hey, to that, you, bro. Yeah. Like, sometimes we get, yeah. we, sometimes we get a little lax, but we got to put that, we got to keep that foot on the gas, man. You yeah, you got to put on the gas with all of this shit. You ain't lying, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing <laughs> is, this shit becomes a lifestyle. It really do. It becomes a lifestyle, yeah. man. I mean, I, I deal with so many people, you know, that it's like what happens is you begin to see that everybody's got different level of studying. Everybody got a different level of commitment mm. to this. Mm. Some people still trying to figure out how the hell to get about their jobs. Yeah, man. Listen, I was I was like that one time. Man. I was trying to figure out how the hell am I gonna do this information, teach it, and stop teaching kids at the same time. I had to figure out how to make that transition. Thankfully they figured it out for me and fired my ass. So it's a blessing in disguise so sometimes you know what I'm saying you get forced into what your your mission is or what you're supposed to be focusing on so I just look at it like this bro if you if you if you just started or if you've been with us four or five years you you are where you are yeah. with this information but nigga I don't know everything Joe don't know everything we still students of the game never will Never will. Yeah, exactly, bro. Man, the moment you know everything, you dead. Exactly, bro. So, you know, <laughs> you know, never listen to nobody that say they do. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. You know, it's it's constant. It's like um, it's 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 almost like a chia pet, my nigga. You gotta keep watering it if mm. you want it to grow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's with anything, bro. I mean relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your bread, you ain't with anything. You ain't Plants. You, ain't <laughs> you gotta keep seeding seed into it, dog. That's life. Man. That's cycle, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Straight yeah. up, bro. Hey, you got a private ID out there, right? Nah. So I was talking. I'm with uh, I be I be fucking with Ramel. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I've been looking for, okay, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna bring yeah, it up. Okay. I got you. Uh, yep, I got you. No, it's all good. Um, your joint actually is done. Um, in May. Um, so matter of fact, it'll get sent out this week. I got a whole bunch of them to send out. So you get sent out this week. I touch base with you tomorrow right, yeah. after I go to the post office. I got like 
I probably got I probably got like a good fifteen tracking numbers I gotta send out tomorrow. So just be patient. Yeah. I got it's you. Sound good, yeah. Sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got know. you. But shit, that's that's a bit, man. I ain't gonna keep from, you bro. up. I appreciate I appreciate yeah, I appreciate okay, y'all doing what y'all doing and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep doing sure, it. So man, it's all good. Okay, peace dog. All right, peace, man. Okay, okay. Uh eight five oh five nine oh, what up? Peace to the God, what's happening, man? Peace to the God. What's happening with you? Yeah, man, enjoying this great show. This is a, a, a perfect show, man. You went went over everything. We, I mean, not over everything, hey, but you caught it. Well, over all, all, the, all the basics, just the basics. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I think it's a probably it might be a few things I may have missed or left out. You know what I'm saying? But you, you gotta go pick up one of Jonah's shows where he touched on this too. Oh yeah, all the I've been sitting here taking notes. Gonna download this show. Go back over it. Cause, hey, this is what's gonna, gonna have to happen. This is what we gotta do. You know. Yeah, that's really what it is. I mean, you know, I was looking at something. Um, somebody sent me where they they was like, "Yo, you should do more shows on this." And the topic basically was where there's an article, you know, what I'm saying where um, people were trying to figure out how to get any type of reparation for their loved ones that had passed away through, you know, the the um the hands of a police officer. Right, and they were yeah. showing the numbers of, of people who who never got any type of reciprocity. It's crazy, right? It's, their numbers are crazy. So, I mean, it's important, bro. It's really <laughs> important for us to at least have an understanding yeah. how to do this for each of us, our families. A lot of times, if you know? you're forced to go through an attorney, they gonna block. Man, it's certain things they like, they gonna say, "Oh, I ain't gonna go against such and such to do this." You know, because they worried about the rest man, of their career. You ain't lying. You ain't lying, bro. <laughs> a lot of times an attorney is not going to do what you asking him to do. They're looking at their reputation. Who is this motherfucker come over here asking me to do this shit when when I play golf with the judge every every Wednesday? <laughs> exactly. That's how they, they look at this. <laughs> like, nigga, who are you? And, and, and what do I have to lose to you? Right? And so this is why it's so important that you become your own law master. Definitely. And y'all putting us on the right track, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. By the way, if anybody wants to become an affiliate, you know what I'm saying, and resell the products, we don't have problems with that. But, nigga, we, we got to have our credit, nigga. We got to break us off, you know, all that shit. Then, you know, you do your own teaching. You come out with your own products and you become a law master, too. That's what law masters do. That's that's Definitely. the nature of how we was taught. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man. So, what's good though, man? You got any questions or comments or other than yeah, that? Yeah, I, I got. I do got a little question, man. It's a little off subject, but it's on the business tip. Okay. Just that's playing around with something in my mind. Just it's probably a yes or no question. What you think about? Okay, if I'm trying to stay private, doing business, and if I'm selling food. But if I make every customer a member of a private food club, would that make me, would that keep me private? Ah, you, you know, that's a good question. What I would do, and I think I had maybe discussed this before, is you need to create a trust and then have that trust create the business in the public and then make those people become members of that organization. 
because I don't, I just, excuse me, I just don't really see how they're going to let you have a food truck or anything like that without passing that food inspection shit. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to have to kick that up. It's just certain little things they got, like, for example, they got it where you can't have, you can't put your food truck in certain locations and operate at certain hours in the public or what, with what so many of another a restaurant, they brick and mortar restaurant, stuff like that. Okay. The police you might want to do can inspect you every day and shut you down if they like. I don't like that. Mm. What you might want to do that leaves is see if you can get for them to so, Okay, so so check it out. What you might want to do is is look into what state are you in? Florida. Florida, yeah. So I know a lot about food trucks down there. Um I matter of fact I know a couple people who do, who have food trucks down there. Um, but they they're under that guy that they're under that that particular uh, we're we about to go into overtime too, but y'all. By the way, so if you want to keep listening in, that's yeah. the time to call in. But uh, I think they have rules different from county to county here. But go ahead, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Every county, like every, like in Florida, it's a little bit different, right? But in Florida, you can open up business trust down there, right? Really easy. Yeah. So what I was yeah. what I would suggest to you is to see if they have a food truck exemption. Based on the type of organization that operates the truck, then that might I give you what you need. You see what I'm saying? No, I did. Look at that. Yeah, some language for exemption for a religious organization, uh, a church, or, or something like that. Religious ah, purpose. that I might did. be exactly what you. That might be what you need then. On the taxation part, but I'm guessing right, it would go but also. That also to, might mean. Hell yeah, under their statutes and shit like that. Under, yeah, we, we're not under y'all law. Right? Exactly. Matter of fact, matter of fact you might even look to see what it is to establish it under tribal law. But here's the problem hmm. that you run into. Here's the problem you okay. run into. Is that under, under like in Missouri, under the Department of the Department of, uh, of, of um, Transportation, right? You in commerce. Uh. Mm, yep. By the very fact that well, you got that truck on the road. Yeah, but it's private. It's private. I, I agree with you. So that's why you need to find out if you can get an exemption for uh, a food truck under religion. Because what if you were a church and you wanted to have a food truck? Yeah, exactly. And and when you're part, you, when you're operating, you're <laughs> driving. On the roads, when, I, when I'm operating, right. I wouldn't be you know, driving. So. Exactly. I, a, a I would encourage you to do a, to do some more research on this. Okay, definitely. But I think I'm yeah, I think I'm on the right track with it. I always say that but, you are, but make sure you set the business trust up down there. Huh? I didn't catch the last. Make question. sure you set your business trust. Yeah, make sure you set your business trust up down there in Florida. Yeah, I got that. That's the organization I got. A business trust, a religious association. And they are the ones opening the food truck. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna keep reading. I'm gonna definitely do my due diligence on the research. Yes. But and yeah, they got. I mean, at least room for officers to extort you because they can come by and inspect you every day, shut you down. Of course. <laughs> that would be a problem, wouldn't it? That could be. Yeah. Now look. Check, check this out. Check this out. 
if you do a food truck and then you do an injunction for your trust and make that property of the trust and then notify them that you're going to be out uh, doing your religious true. duties, that might that might protect you. You see. So that that question yeah. kind of falls right in line with what we're talking about tonight. Because what happens if you put that under the injunction for your trust, and then they violate that? As a trustee, you're going to have to go in and sue for the trust for the violation Tort of the right to the trust. Tort Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say this is a perfect show because, like, like, like y'all yeah, say, man. all roads lead to court, and this is what we need to learn. Yeah, they do. Well, they do. All roads lead to court, man, and 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 these people. That's really all they respect, man, is when, when you understand to a certain level, you have a certain level of um, uh, of understanding of their information, then you're going to get some respect because really it's your information. Mm-hmm. It's your answer. Mm-hmm. This is our ancestors' information. Yeah, we just well, we started it now, it. bringing it back. Yeah, they made Everybody us get about it. Line, bro, should be looking at how to start the business. Even if it's a little small business and you are, it's from your home. Nigga, take something that you're good at. If you're good at drawing pictures, nigga, go draw something for somebody. Shit. Just making it to a business, man. Because we got to get more yeah. business minded. I guarantee you that if you start a business, you become more business minded. Definitely. I agree. You know? Took me a long time to realize that I had businesses. I'm like, yo, what am I doing with this shit? I got, I got to do something with my own business. You know, it took me a long time to figure that out, man. You know? Yeah. I was like, damn, I got EIN numbers, all types of shit, bro. I mean, I, I, I got my first EIN number in, like, like probably, like, 2004. I was still in high school. I first got my first EIN number. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dog, I, I didn't even realize my cousin had set the, the business up for me. It took me almost mm. 10 years, bro, to about maybe 2013, yeah. 2014, somewhere in there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, took me, yeah. it took me a long time to realize, like, oh, shit, I got a business here, and I could build something with this business if I just start using the fucking EIN, which is now seasoned, because I had it for 10 years. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> So, so I'm just, you know, I point that out because, man, you know, in business, with with anything that we doing, whether you starting a food truck, especially with food trucks, stuff, stuff like that, you know, if you become successful, you can have a chain of them, and if you have a chain oh. of them, you know, and you're not always there, you don't want your drivers to ride, you know. So all this information yeah. is important. You want to do injunctions for everybody, you know, on your food truck. Yeah. Make sure that you stay. Stay good, and you can keep doing business. And you yeah, business. anybody involved. Yep. Yeah, that's oh, a little you got credit, bro, for them food trucks, man. You know, I don't know if you got your food truck yet, but that's a good way to acquire one. Yeah. I um, yeah, I already got a little something trying to um pick good. it up and get it prepared to go, but using uh good. business credit, getting equipment and stuff though. Yeah, exactly. You use the business credit, get your supplies and stuff, your generator that you need on the back, all that type of shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Your gas. How about the gas, nigga? How much gas does a food truck burn up? <laughs> exactly. A devil got a gas car. 
Yeah, yeah. Come on, you need a gas car both for your generator because they got to put gas in the generator, and you need gas for that big ass food truck to move around town in the mm-hmm. hot Florida sun. What if one of the tires go down? <laughs> I mean, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? All of that shit. You got to think about. It. This is why I be pushing the, the credit side so much. You know, and then once you get your money up, if you want to just operate with money, you do that shit. You know what I mean? But that's that's yeah. what black folks always have done is operated with cash because we ain't never had shit. So. Niggas ain't never had no yeah. credit, so every nigga you know got cash. Yeah, that's what we understand. Hey, what I got. <laughs> yeah, nigga, yeah. that's what I got. I got cash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the extent. So once we learn the credit game, man, it opens up another world for, for us as, as as moors and entrepreneurs and being able to do better commerce with each other, you know? Yeah. Definitely, because it expands oh, whatever yeah, cash you got. Expands. Yeah, for sure. And you can pass the shit on to your kids, nigga. Or your, or your nephews or your sons or something. Keep niggas out the street. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what it matters. I got young niggas that I want to pass shit down to. You know what I mean? But they got to get their minds right. Their minds ain't right yet. So, you know, but that's where you so create opportunities and then you can bring them in. Yeah, I'm trying to get my family on this information, man, but my family like, okay, what it's doing for you? So I'm trying to lead by example with them, you know. So well, how my life I, is going. Get yourself to right. Get yourself right. Get yourself right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, because, yeah. You know, like that thing say, bro, you can't help nobody till you help yourself. Yeah, you got that right. I already experienced you know, a little bit of that. Like, that's the little shit ever. Hell yeah, bro! You can't help nobody to help yourself, and and and, and that's so real. And then when you nigga, you go broke trying to help other motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, and, and spiritually know? broke and everything. Yeah, emotionally you ain't drained. Straight up, bro. Straight up. Relationships, uh, friendships, and your business shit, whatever it is. You can't overextend yourself so you get yourself right. Cause then it's not a, it's not an active giving, nigga. You you know what I'm saying? It's more of a it's more of an active giving when you can do it selflessly. Yeah. Without you without don't the regret. expectation of a return. Exactly. Cause I'm trying to tell you, man. There's nothing more like the, the more that I study money and business and shit like that, man. I realize that you gotta really be a selfless motherfucker to set up a business, make. Millions and millions of dollars, right? With the understanding that one day, nigga, you're gonna die, and all that shit, nigga, goes bye bye. And guess what? Yeah. Somebody else has to pick it up and carry it on and enjoy what you created. I like, like that has to, like that's why a lot, a lot of rich people give away a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I heard something really important, um, and the guy said, "Well, what's the difference between conversations that, um, you know, millionaires and billionaires have?" Um, versus regular people He says well when I go into a room When I'm talking to regular people They always talk about how much money they spent Right How, how much money they spent on a Ferrari Or their new house or this or that Right When yeah. we go in a room with people who got real money 100 millionaires and billionaires They're talking about how much money they gave away What foundation they gave money to Yeah <laughs> That's a whole different mindset, dude. 
Definitely. I'm bragging about yeah. how much money I gave away, not how much I spent. Yeah, so you know how much I got and how much yeah. I spent. Yeah, nigga, I gave away $20 million this year. It wasn't shit, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. Because now you yeah, come from an abundance right. mindset, not a lack mindset. Now we talking about abundance. Yeah, the universe appreciates that. I want everybody that. around me to have, you know, I want everybody around me to have whatever they desire, but you, you can't have that if you don't have your own abundance mindset. I can't give it to you. You got to have it on your own. Well, I can give you some tools. And that's what we try to do on this radio station. Try to give you some tools, yeah. bro. Help you increase your mindset. Maybe help you increase your thinking. Maybe think about some shit you didn't think about before. You know, this is why we do the shows with our set. This is why I let Pete do shows. This is why Jonah do shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why we do the shit. You know what I mean? And so, my thing, bro, is this. Once you learn it, and and everybody else that's listening and learning information, then it's your duty now to go teach it to somebody else. Yeah. You now got to do this. I definitely believe in that. Definitely. I believe in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I've had. You know? Even if it's something small. Young, like the birth certificate. Uh-huh. Teach somebody how to go through it. Yeah. First yeah. step, second step. Because what you're doing is now you create some spiritual coins for yourself, man. You passing you passing shit on. You learn something good, you pass it on. We learn so much bad shit to pass it on. Learn something good, pass it on, man. N- niggas love to keep it to themselves. I ain't telling you, nigga. Huh? I think they had a they had a movie about I think it was called Pay It Forward. It was under the same concept. I know what you're talking well, about. I've seen that movie. But it's like, don't pay me. No, don't pay me back. Pay it forward. Give it to somebody it else. That's what it's about. Man, listen, bro. Yeah. I've done a lot of work with kids. I did a lot of volunteer work. I spent the last 12 years of my life working with kids and dealing with people, right, while trying to, like, fulfill my own dreams. So then when you get to the point where you actually start fulfilling your own dreams, you realize, damn, I'm doing that because I've been helping other people. Right, mm. so you you'll never have no worries ever. I promise you, you'll never have no worries ever, it, as long as you're helping somebody else. Because it's always mm. paying forward; it's always coming back to you. That's the law. That's the universal law of reciprocation. This is why you never say, "I spend money." I'm circulating it. I don't spend money. I circulate it. Yeah. Why? I let it go. It went to somebody else's hands. But the law of the universe says it has to come back to me because whatever you let go will always come back. You invested in the people. You let a dog, <laughs> nigga. You let a dog go from home. Don't that nigga always bring his ass back to get some food? <laughs> you get out. Damn right. Yeah. Money, money is the same way. So I'm, Listen, starting bro, to realize. I'm not speaking, bro. I'm not speaking on this shit, bro. Off some shit that I, you know what I'm saying? Because I want niggas to, you know, just feel me. Nigga, you don't have to feel me. This is real. I used to work at a car wash, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I still got calluses on my hands because of this shit. Eight hours a day yeah. in the sun and in the cold. For only $100 a day. As a grown man, I did this shit. So I can tell you, but I've been in the trenches too. I know what it feel like. Yeah. So money is an idea. It's a concept. It's it's a it's a it's a mindset. 
change your mindset, you change your reality, you change your pocketbook. Definitely. I agree, God. My mama was like, nigga, you changed your life in like about six or seven years. She was like, you don't even realize the change. I was like, my mom had to break it down to me for me to really get it. Because yeah. I didn't huh. even realize it. She was like, yeah, man. You know, it was a time, man. I, I bought me some fur coats this year, man. It was a time when, dude, I couldn't, I didn't think I could afford that shit. Ask Jonah, he tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, 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 let's let's keep it real, right? I, I, I put that shit up, nigga. It is in the closet, and then when I pull it out, I wear it again. You know what I'm saying? But it's in the closet. It's hot as fuck for me to wear right now. But <laughs> like, like, like Jay Z said, bro, these little wins for us, little nostalgias, right? Because we never yeah. had big wins, so each little win counts for us. Oh, nigga, I got my first mm. business. That's a win. Oh, nigga, I, uh, I got a raise on my job, nigga, that, that gave me enough money to go invest in myself now. That's a win. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I was able to go buy my, my first piece of property. That's a win. You bought the first car, yeah. pay cash for it, now you own it outright. That's a fucking win. These are all wins, man. If You know what I'm saying? If you just starting off, when it comes to the money shit, because we don't never teach our kids shit about money. Mm-mm. So nigga, my daddy didn't teach about money. We didn't, have, we didn't have nothing to teach them. Exactly. How you gonna teach off didn't nothing? Didn't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> how you teaching off nothing? <laughs> uh, you know, we knew, we, yeah, how we, you teaching off nothing? Wins, you know? I, I little wins was okay. I got me the new J's. I was a little win. But now we just that was a, just, just waste that, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, like even in the hood, bro. Like when you caught your first J's or your first chain, that was a little win. But nigga, you felt good, and guess what? It gave you some motivation and drive to keep going. That's why I never knocked a nigga in the hood if he had J's on or something like that on his feet. You know what I'm saying? Or a little chain. You know, you, you don't know that that nigga feel good about that shit. But yeah, but we, we had to go beyond that. Exactly. Yeah. At a certain at a certain point we gotta elevate our mind past that and say, Okay, that was a little win. Now I'm gonna give me a piece of property. That's a that's another little win. Now I'm gonna invest in some stock. Right? Or I'm you right, or I'm gonna buy a business, right? Or I'm gonna invest in a business. Right? Or I'm gonna start my own business. Right? These are all man, these are the things that we gotta move towards because then it's like, hey, I just created my own sneaker line. Now that I went and bought shoes from another nigga. Yeah. Then it's like, nigga, you come on this radio station, nigga, and you can you can tell everybody about your sneaker line now. And by the way, I want to encourage y'all to start doing that, man. If y'all got businesses, come on here and shout y'all businesses out, man. Let people know what y'all doing. Put y'all services out there. You know, you got a business, mm-hmm. like you got a food truck. Now everybody know what's your name. Tell everybody your name. So when your food truck's up and running in Florida, they know. Well, What's the name of your food truck? Cecilia, you know it? Yeah, Cecilia's Kitchen, E4 Gone. E4 Gone in Spanish. Cecilia's Kitchen, E4 Gone. E4 Gone in Spanish for and grill. So it's Kitchen and Grill. Okay. And it operating okay. Duval what, County. What part of Florida? Duval, Duval County. County. So, this fall. Okay. So every time, man, y'all got a business, y'all want to plug y'all business, go ahead and do it. I don't care. Y'all come on here and do that shit. 
Cause that's the only way we gonna keep dealing with each other. That's that's real. That's real community shit. There, nigga, come on, give your business. Yeah, we got Somebody else might want your services. And when I have some permanent locations where I'm, where we're gonna be at, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that be known. Yeah, when you got some permanent locations, come on and let us know. You know, and, and I'm gonna try to create a um. What we're gonna do is create a page on the website like a virtual um banner page like right so if you got like a virtual business card or something you could post it right and so people can go through and see the different the different businesses right so if y'all got virtual business cards y'all email them to me at makemorecommerce at gmail.com and we're gonna put y'all business cards on the website so when people go to the website they can go visit okay. y'all businesses okay no doubt y'all got you know all right yeah because we really trying to trying to make it more where you know we we're doing more commerce with each other, not just what y'all doing, just commerce with us. I want to do business with y'all too. You 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 seen that movie, The Green Book? I have seen the movie, The Green Book. Yeah, where they um uh, they had the book where you where basically it was about how in the fifties uh, black people when they traveled around the country they needed the book to find black businesses and the, the book um, was basically. Up it, up it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So when black people travel, they they knew which which routes to take and which businesses to to go into. I think we got to bring something yeah. like that back. It's not going to be a need. People going to have to want to do business with their own. It's not a need these days, but I think we need to make it a need Man, for our gonna, people. You gonna have to want to do business with your own. That's really what it's about. Listen. It's okay to do business with people outside of your culture. That's not a problem. Right? Yeah. I can we tell you that right I do. But you must up. always continue <laughs> to do business with your people. Bro, I Definitely. started doing business with niggas first. I never brother polite niggas ever. I never say, oh, I'm not dealing with black people, not dealing with people in the community. No, man. Bro, I got, nigga, let me tell you, bro. I sit on the same board as Floyd Mayweather. I know this nigga. Mm. That don't mean shit. Don't mean shit. Because guess what? There's still niggas out here that got real problems. So when you see niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a good dude. But it don't mean shit that I know him. Why? Because I still got real people I got to help. He cool. My affiliation with people like that don't mean nothing to people out here who, who got real life shit that they dealing with, which his world means nothing to them. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I can never understand how some of these dudes go out and start dealing with cats in the public, like, you know, major stars and shit, but then forget they people. Nigga, these are the people that brought you to this point. Yeah. Why you been surviving? <clears throat> Come on, bro. Like, you get on, you check. stay on. But you you know what I mean? But you don't leave your homies behind. These <laughs> <laughs> the one least least the least the ones that ain't crazy rats. You got you, you know you gotta know who to take with you, but you know. But yeah, I appreciate yeah, you calling, was, bro. I know you've been talking for a minute. I'm on. Yeah. I'm gonna keep moving, man. Right. See who else on this call on. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Peace to God. No doubt, bro. Peace to God. Be well. Yeah. All right. Me too. Let's go to seven two zero. Thank you, bro. Uh, Five three eight. What's up? Peace to the God. Peace, 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 Joey. How's it going? Good, bro. How you doing? 
um, don't pay good, don't cause them So basically the bottom line is when dealing with tort claims, always sue them coming in private and sue them in their private capacity. So basically yep. where there is a violation. A oh, okay, one second, one second. Like you Can't hear me better. Yeah, you sound like you were talking to your girlfriend, nigga. <laughs> oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. I was, I was, yeah, no, I was, I was leaning over the counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was leaning over the counter. My bad. Yeah, so basically, no, you good. basically, the whole point is coming in private and suing them privately, because where there's a right. violation in the Constitution and an act done outside of their scope of duty because I'm looking at the tort claim here from my state and it kept saying within the scope of duty so basically the what key is if they violate Illinois let's pull up your state hold on I'm so basically now. I got I got the chart here all right your state all right, all right, all right. Uh, Illinois. but what I'm seeing is all right so yeah go ahead keep talking so if it's outside of their Wait. scope of duty and if it's the Constitution, the tort claim immunity is pretty much – it has no standing, basically. That's what I'm getting right now so far. Right. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. So okay. so, so here it is, right? So Tort Claims Act, um, Illinois, uh, State Lawsuit Immunity Act, 745, uh, Illinois, 5-1-1972. The state is immune unless legislation exception. Uh, Court of Claims Act. All claims against the state for damages in cases surrounding in tort, if like a uh, cause of action would lie against a private person or corporation, shall be heard before the Court of Claims. Um, says the tort claims against the state shall be filed within two years from when the claim arose. Tort claims made against the state involving the, ne- the negligent operation of a state vehicle are to be heard by the Court of Claims and not limited to a $100,000 cap. It says the Illinois state employees are immune from liability if their act or omission is discretionary in function. Isn't that interesting? Michigan uh, Ave uh, Bank versus City of Cook. And it says that discretionary acts of local government and its employees are entitled to absolute immunity. Discretionary acts are unique to public office and require deliberation, decision, or judgment. Ministerial acts are generally performed in a prescribed manner in obedience to legal authority. All right, and then uh, claims for tort damages are limited to $100,000 if it did not involve the operation of a state motor vehicle. If a state-owned vehicle operated by Illinois employee, there is no limit. Right? So to me, it was saying that in Illinois, you got to go after the officer in his private capacity. Because the state yes, yes. is clearly taking the hand. The state says, I'm, we're taking our hands out of this shit. Yeah, and I looked up the discretionary. Like, I looked up case laws regarding that, how they use that word discretionary, like how it's how it's construed. And basically mm-hmm. what the judge was saying was it's basically if it's in their – discretionary is just based on their scope of duty, meaning their scope of duty determines what discretion mm-hmm. they can take. So basically, yeah, if exactly. there's anything outside of it, they're pretty much screwed. Right. Which, now, what's interesting which, is, is what the fuck is determining their scope of duty aside from the Constitution that they're looking at? 
right? And so if you're not a party right? to the right, but what's the the oath of office is, is what's under the Constitution, right? They're trying to tell you that they under the statute. Oh. So that's why you got that's that's the reason why. Remember, I told you you got to go after an insurance bond. Yes, 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 yes. That's, that's true. If that's, that's the true. case, that's where you would go, right? Because then, then the faith says we're we taking our hands off. Oh, then you say, okay, well, mm-hmm. they got an oath to office. They violated my rights, right, in the private. So I need to do an administrative process with the insurance company who holds this particular person oath to office. Yes. Yes. As a bond on file. Yes. Then they get a nice little letter. Yep. Hey, somebody's yep. keeping your insurance bond because you violated their rights on such and such a day. And then they do a private mitigation and they'll either settle out with you or then you're going to take this shit to court. But at least you yep. started with your process first, your administrative process. See, like, in, any, the thing is, is you don't really want to go to court right off bat. You want to really try to get a, a nice settlement claim from these people before you even got to step into a courtroom. Mm. You know? Okay. I'm going okay. to right, try to right. meet my adversary halfway. Nigga, if we don't have to fight, I, we ain't gonna fight. You know, the government has something called um, interesting. And I have a cousin that was in the service, and we, we discussed it. It's called imminent, uh, I think it's imminent death or some shit like that, right? Where what happens is, is if one if one country um, has a has a nuclear weapon and another country has a nuclear weapon, right? Nigga, we're not gonna set our shit yeah. off because we know that if we set our shit off, you are gonna immediately set your shit off. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. now we, okay. they, they call they, they call it mutual destruction. That's what it's called, right? But then what happens is, is <laughs> nigga, it keeps everybody at bay, right? So nigga, if if I got a pistol yep. and you got a pistol, and we standing in front of each other, you really don't want to die, and I really don't want to die. So right, right, to, do right. What? to 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 meet Settle. in the middle, right, we gotta find right. we gotta find a middle ground, and this is what they do. You know what I mean? This is the best way to do things. You find a middle ground with these people. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, if one is in a state where the their Sovereign Immunity Act was passed, like, I'm just looking at the Constitution, and I also see another defense, which is the ex post facto law, a law impairing the obligation right. of contract with the injunction that's that we right. put in. So that can pretty much nullify these these acts. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, is, now check it out. That that is so many see, all these acts. Yeah, see see, that's what I was talking about. All these acts are really ex post facto. They really are. Because your constitution yeah. is the framework and the foundation for where all these acts really come from. <laughs> so it's gonna now it's in, now it's incumbent upon you to, to make that 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 um that Discretion determination there of what you're going to come forth with. Am I going to really talk about y'all tort claims act, or am I going to bring up this constitution and talk about y'all y'all violations to my rights, which I'm privy to? Right, 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 right. See, I see. I tell you, got to look up the tort claims act because you want to know how they're trying to play the game, right? Under their law, mm-hmm. right? Because remember, mm-hmm. if you if you are a citizen trying to do this, you're going to have to play by that particular rule. 
you know. But if you're a citizen mm. or a national, whatever your status is, and you're trying to use that constitution, then right. things are different. And then you right. start looking up. Yeah, right. you see what I'm saying? So it's really a it's a delicate balance there. Got it. Wow. And that links to the whole nationality process and whatnot, because then your status that you're coming in is perfect. Okay, I see. Well, okay. this is why this is why it's going to be so tough on some of the people to get their status right before you can even think about trying to go in and do an equity suit or any of that. Because equity suit is a tort claim, <laughs> and you're suing for money. That's equity. So they're going to look at your status and then question is who are you suing you're gonna what try to sue your state or your county you're pretty sure that they have immunity right. in there from being sued for shit like that they still who you are got it got it got it so if you if we use the state constitution it doesn't construe you as a citizen of the or the property of the state though that only applies to people who use the statutes as opposed to the constitution of the state right Right. Well, the statutes, the statutes are essentially um, what will put you under, you know, that corporation, if you will. But when we're talking about the Constitution per se, nah. Constitution. Well, and it's also about which one you party to. You know, oh, I'm trying okay. to be a party to the. I'm trying to be a party to the Constitution in my state before they did the Fourteenth Amendment. 1871. Okay. 1871. Okay. Well, 1871 is when they did the Organic Act. They did the 14th Amendment right. in, um, what, 1865, I think it was. Oh, okay. 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 14th Amendment was passed. She, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the ratification to the 14th Amendment. Let's see. 14th Amendment. I'll tell you right now. 14th Amendment was ratified uh, 1868, July 20th. 28th, 1868. So, and, and, and mind you, it was it was illegally ratified. So it, it was, the 14th Amendment is illegal anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's what that's yeah. what they use, right, for their immunity. Ah, okay. <laughs> it all it all makes sense. Got it. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh. Well, I mean, you know, what, what, we, what we're talking about is a, a scope of laws, you know, and it's a, this shit is yeah. a lot, a lot to take in. I, I know, yeah. it's, man, yeah. believe me, yeah. I know. It's a, it's a lot, to <laughs> I, and I ain't even really been able to really fully teach it all because of our time, but, I mean, this is a, this is a big, yeah. broad subject, man. You're saying, you, everybody's got to go get that equity book that Jonah's got on his site. You got to go get that book. You know, or yep, download yep, it from somewhere. That's, yeah. that's a, you got to get that shit because it's going to teach you about right, right. court. You know what I'm saying? Court of, court of ordinary yep. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Man, so, that's true. Yeah, man. That's true. Well, man, peace God to God, brother. You, appreciate you calling, man. Peace to the God. You too, peace bro. To the God. To Thank the God. you, bro. Peace to the God. I'm trying to get the... Um, I'm trying to get to Chicago soon, man, for a seminar. Um, so I'm working on all of these seminar dates, man. There's so many damn places that we can go. But I'm going to get them together. we got some dates coming up, so don't trip. I'll be posting all that, all that information. I'll post it up by next week to y'all, okay? Try to do that at the Jonah Seminar. We're trying not to let them run into each other. Uh, 267-880. What up? 
Hey, peace to the gods, Joey. What's up, man? Peace to the gods. Peace, love, and prosperity to you, my brother. <laughs> man, Thank you, brother. I, you know, Thank you. every time I listen to you, because I'm kind of a newbie, but not a newbie. The only thing about it is I've, li- I've heard all this information, but nobody has broken it down like you and Jonathan. And uh, while I'm listening, it, Thank you. sometimes I'm just like, what? You mean to tell me I didn't know this? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I you know, talking. I had to break it down for you the way I understood it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, so, so what's the word they used, to, they used to tell us? I was an Amway distributor many years ago. They used to say, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid, you know. Keep it simple so you can open. Yeah, keep it simple so I can understand. I can overstand it, and I get an understanding of it, and then I can follow the, you know, follow the steps. You know, just like I got, I just got, I got my junction and everything. I'm working on it now, so uh, I'm probably gonna give one of you guys a call because I know I'm gonna need some more help. Oh yeah, but I'm an older guy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I'm, no I'm an older guy. I, I respect. Respect to you, brother. Yeah. I respect all so the elders. Man, I deal with a lot of our elders, so respect. Yeah, and, and, and them lawyers, I work where I work at. I'm, you know, I'm dealing with, not dealing with it, but there's a lot of police officers and, and lawyers. They ain't going to help you. If anybody who listens to anything I say, do not trust a lawyer. If you know what the word well, lawyer lying. means, it means they're liars. So don't do it. They're not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying, and, man. I mean, you, you, know, like I, that, I, you know, you got to do have your own discernment when it comes to dealing with them people, man. It's real. Yeah, man. And the judges come in drunk. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So, I mean, oh, how bro, you get a fair shot? Bro, I was in there one time, bro. Bro, listen, I was in there one time the day that they dismissed the case, right? I'm in there. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we ain't there waiting on them to dismiss the case. The judge comes in there. This motherfucker didn't even sit. All right. Everybody sits down. This motherfucker's still standing up. He starts fucking <laughs> adjudicating, standing up. Bro. <laughs> this motherfucker's like, it's going to be a great day today. He's like, I got to get out here early. We got a golf game and shit in about an hour. I'm trying to say, this motherfucker stood there, bro, and he adjudicated oh, for man. about 10 minutes. They dismissed the case, bro. He was like, all right, let's go play some golf. <laughs> and motherfucker just walked right out. <laughs> oh, and, they, and you know, when I mentioned the Constitution with him, I had a discussion with the detective last, this week past. And I told her, I said, you guys can't keep violating people's rights. Well, they have law. I said, no, you're dealing with the color law and statute. You're not dealing with the Constitution. Yeah. As soon as you say that, you know what they do? They get quiet. They, they don't say quiet. no. They clam up. They don't say Yeah, shit. they clam up. Because they, because, so they, because they don't think nobody really knows no. what's happening. Bro, you know, they well, don't. You, you know what kind of threw up a red flag for me was I was like maybe like 17, 18 when I first started getting into that judicial system, you know, getting pulled over mm-hmm. and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. motherfucking lawyer said to me, son, there's no way you can know the law because they make so many of them every year. And I just looked at him and I was like, but what about the Constitution? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even back then, like, you know, as a kid, you know there's a Constitution. So it's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, that, that don't make sense. There are a lot of laws. And you realize if you really study, motherfucker, these ain't laws. These shit's just fake. And you know, trying to sue trying to sue police, the ordinances. Yeah. yeah, and trying to sue a police officer here in Philly, it's hard. It ain't easy. Oh yeah. So let's so let's take a look at your state. While I got you on the phone, let's look at Philadelphia and see what Philadelphia um what they think is. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it. Hold on, let me pull it up. And you All definitely right. gotta be careful that time period. Yeah. 
All right, here we go. Philadelphia. Um, so, all right. Oh, I should say, excuse me, Pennsylvania. Right, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has the Sovereign Immunity Act. Uh, Commonwealth mm-hmm. Court has jurisdiction over civil actions brought against the Commonwealth government, with four specific exceptions. Um, they notice deadlines. You must notice of intention to make a claim against the Commonwealth party. Must be made within six months after the cause of action. No notice right. needed where dangerous condition of real estate, highway, and sidewalks, mm-hmm. potholes require actual written notice and time to fix. Uh, mm-hmm. The Sovereign Immunity Act waives the Commonwealth immunity for damages arising out of a negligent act where the damages will be recoverable by a private person. That right. includes motor vehicle operation, medical profession, care, custody control of personal property, real estate, highway, sidewalks, potholes, and dangerous conditions, control of animals, and vaccines. Um, exceptions to sovereign immunity. The plaintiff cannot recover under motor vehicle exception in fleeing apprehension <laughs> of resisting arrest by a police officer, but no property damage recoverable under potholes or dangerous conditions. Um, Y'all damage caps in Illinois is 250000 per person, a uh, million dollars per occurrence, um, and can only recover, number one, past and future loss of earnings, pain and suffering, medical expenses, and look at this. And this is what I was talking about earlier, loss of contortionist. And property losses. See? So all right there. Good there, brother. Good there, brother. Okay. Good brother. See, it's all right there though. All you have to do is look. Yeah, I'm still here, Joey. Oh, there you, there you go. Okay. Yeah, all I right, hit the, you know, on these phones, man. These phones act up, man. <laughs> I hit the, okay, the no, mute button. Good. Yeah, all yeah. Right, yeah, but you are, but, there it is. Right there, it's yeah. all in the state law. Yep. I appreciate that, bro. You know, I really do appreciate yeah. both of y'all, man. You know, the state, I, I mean, I'm, your state, the state covers it. Sorry to mention that. Yeah. That's pretty tough. Yeah, state covers my butt. <laughs> But you know what, well, though? In, in, in certain cases, I, I would say yeah. you could probably still sue in the private, though. Yeah, you that's to. probably you take them. Yeah, I was reading. It says you got to take them to small claims court. That's what they said. And, uh, yep. and to them, you got either uh, $25,000 or the highest. Equity court. Yeah, that's why yeah. you would probably have to take them to equi- equity court. Or, like I told the other brother, that's when you go after the bond. That's when, you go, ah. that's when you go after the, the oath that they took because it's backed by an insurance company. And that's, that's mm-hmm. what that is there for in the event that you wasn't able to recover the damages you needed, right? And, well, really, you're supposed to go after that first and then go into the mm-hmm. search. Yeah. That's, how that, that's yeah. how that works. Okay. That that, that sounds that sounds like, like uh, Jonah would say, fantastic. It's great. <laughs> You know, this knowledge, they, they always talk about us getting knowledge. <laughs> they always talk about us getting knowledge. And we need to get a lot of knowledge. We need to go to school, get edu- educated. That's the word they use. But they're not talking about this type of education. They're talking about that crap they teach you in college and in high school. They don't they don't teach you about Man, finance. Listen, bro, I went to, I went to HBCU. I went to uh, Me too. Uh, white college. <laughs> And I can tell you, going okay. to both colleges, man, that mm-hmm. either way, I didn't, I, I didn't really walk away with any real knowledge. I walked away with, no. you know, some information on different topics, but I had no real knowledge when I got out, bro. 
I didn't either. I went to I went to a HBCU too, and I went to a white college also, and uh, I didn't learn much of anything either. You know, or they, you think they don't you know you think you know some shit. You know, especially you know young, you really think you know some shit. Yeah, you do. You know, That's true. <laughs> life is life is the ultimate teacher of experience. You know, and yeah. and just putting your hands on on some real life shit and doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what true, I realized, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. being, you being, being out there and do shit. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, I had a business. I'm starting another one soon. And uh, one business, I think I mentioned once before, I, call, I got locked up for that one. But, <laughs> but I was making a lot of money, though, Joe. <laughs> I bet you were. I, I, was, I was making some money, man. That's how, that's how I got caught up in that job, man. And, um, stay away from it. Stay away from the shit. You, you know, the thing is, is, when you're in the business and the money's good, you know, but it but it becomes a problem because you get greedy or something like that, then, you know, you got to really take a step back from that shit. Because it's the greed that kills niggas. You know, most motherfuckers get away with shit until they get greedy. They do. They do. <laughs> and, and, you know, the funny you thing know, about you, I was, I was dealing with guns. See, that was what I was dealing with. Oh, was you? I, okay. I, was you a yeah, gun salesman? I even, had, I, I even had a license, man. But you know what? I was selling guns. They locked me up. I wish I knew this knowledge then at that time. Because I, I got I could have yeah. gotten out of stuff, but yeah, I, I remember talking to you me. before. You absolutely yeah. can use that information because you know use that stuff. Everybody has a right to have a have a pistol. What they right. say? You, you you were selling to felons or something? Yeah, no, yeah, no. They said that I was selling without a license. But this is what happened was that when they came into my shop, right? I didn't have the records book. That was what the big thing was. I didn't have the records book because you had the record book, so you can put in. The guns coming in and the guns going out at that time. Right, so I right, had not, right, exactly. I had, and I, had not, private, I had not got you had a private man, gun club. Yeah, I was, I was selling. Joe, I'm telling you, Joe, I was selling. I sold so many 380s that the company that I was dealing with called me at that time and they said, "What the hell are you doing?" I said, "I'm selling." He said, "Well, I don't have the type that you want, but I got some other stuff." But at that time. Right. You know, I was I, I was making some money, you know, and I mean, my close. Well, you know, the, the, even the thing about that, bro, because I've done. Matter of fact, I remember talking to you because I did that show on on um, the right to carry specifically. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and and, and the thing about it is, is you got to have a gun trust, and you yeah. got to have a private gun club. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. that's really the only way around that. Mm-hmm. Nigga, we all exchanging our guns in our private gun club because under the Constitution we can do that shit. We have the right yeah, to be civil. We got the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. We got a right to start a, a start a uh, what they call it a, a, a group, a whole group of militia. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, this is a man. We not starting no militia. No, we ain't doing that. We ain't starting no militia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we ain't we ain't uprising against nobody. I, y'all no, don't no, support no, no, that. no. What I support, no, no. what I support no. is, is 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 peaceful revolution. And you're only okay. going to get peaceful revolution through what? How are you going to get peaceful revolution? You're, you're only going to get that when you take control and responsibility of your life. Mm-hmm. People just stop blaming the government. Stop blaming everybody else. Have a revolution itself. Well, you can't do and that then, now because nope, with all this information. Yeah. Ahead, well, Jay. listen, nobody's running, nobody's running up in my house or, or in my cars and harassing me like that, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not happening like that. So, I, I honestly don't, like, listen, bro, I keep a pistol on me because it's my right to bear arms. In the state mm-hmm. I live in, I can do open carry, concealed carry. It don't matter. Right. I can do that shit without a permit. 
right? But right. I don't feel I need to have that necessarily. But let's 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 put it in perspective. Let's say that we all live in the same community, and we mm-hmm. want to protect our community, right? Because mm-hmm. people have been breaking in our homes in our community. Well, we're not a militia. We're not in a fucking army. What we are is a group of people who have come together like Neighborhood Watch nigga, and mm-hmm. decided that we're going to protect our neighborhood because it's our property. And in America, so you can do that. Mm-hmm. See, I like, I, you got to stay away from certain things, man, in terms of shit, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because, you know, we're not sovereign citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're not fucking uh, black militants. We're not... Uh, the what's that shit? Black identity extremists. I'm not none of that shit. Yeah, I don't ever be associated with it. You know what I'm saying, yeah. dog? And you yeah, don't either, especially after the situation. No, I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be associated with somebody who's protecting his rights under the Constitution, which these people have taken an oath to protect. And what I was doing, That's it. I was, I was selling it to my own people. I did business with my own people. That's who I did business with. And uh, oh, I man. believe in doing business. That's why you gotta make all of them motherfuckers. That's why you gotta make all of them motherfuckers become members of your gun club. Y'all gotta become yep. members. If you wanna, if 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 y'all wanna listen, we we need to create a religious organization, mm-hmm. and we're dealing with uh, you know upholding the peace in our community, and we're gonna use the con- you know there's plenty of groups around the country. White people do it all the time, right? Where they come together, right? And and I don't know if motherfuckers call them militant groups or not, right? Because you got a lot of white militant groups, just like you got a lot of black militant groups, right? Yeah. But my thing is, is I'm not trying to shut the white people down. I'm not trying to go into their communities and, and, and open up their homes. I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm not with niggas who's doing that. Because guess what? It's enough land out here. It's enough money out here. It's enough opportunity, nigga, for you to go create your own community and protect your shit without even having to worry about other people. That's how the county sprouted up. All these little counties, that's how people got together. Come and on, come on, and man. Yeah, city. niggas is like, we don't like what the fuck's going on over here. We're going to a new county. We can ready to go take this land. We can ready to go take this land and start some new shit. We don't like what the fuck happened. And they did it now peacefully. Peacefully. And you're going to have to do it sooner or later anyway because they're messing with the food. They're messing with everything. So you're going to have to go grow man, they messing, stuff. They're messing with everything. It ain't nothing that they ain't messing with down there. I know. I ain't never been life. You know, see, I mean, I've, you know, I I eat healthy. And I was a vegetarian for two years, straight vegetarian. I ate no meat, no dairy, no nothing. And uh, that's the, you got to balance it. It's not for you to be one way or the other. You have to balance what you eat. But everything they put stuff in, I mean, how you get tomato sauce and they got crap in it? What is tomato sauce? Tomatoes. Uh-huh. They put it in. This they is true. They put it in. They this put is it true. In everything. You know, to make sure it's they do. Set. Well, well, yeah. well, I've I've noticed. I was looking at uh the V8 the other day. You remember the V8 right? juice? Yeah, I remember the V8 right? juice. The vegetable juice. You remember when it first came out, right? When it right. first came out, the shit they used real vegetable. That shit was nasty. Yep. <laughs> it was hard to drink when it first came out. I know. You get V8 juice now. That shit no, now got so can... many chemicals in it. It tastes like fruit punch. Well, that's why that's why and they said it's going they're going to make evil seem good and good seem evil. So they make stuff taste yeah. real good so that you eat it real good. They put that high fructose corn syrup in everybody's food. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's your point. Oh yeah, listen, it's man, you ain't lying. It's the shit. It's the shit that people don't want. The bitter shit. 
That's yeah. the best for you, the herbs and all of that. You know, herbs, so like you like, man, it's, yeah. it's a whole lifestyle. It is. <laughs> and especially with you the food, to, bro. Yeah, it's a process. All this is a process. It's not yes, a journey. As Campion just said, it's, it's a, a process. process. And you have yeah, to it study it like I'm doing now. I'm, I'm When I listen to your show and I listen to Jonah's show, I always, everything you got to say, I go back and I try to research everything. And I study it. I study. I've been I, for 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 a long time. I just was just dealing with the federal con- constitution, but when Tim Jordan y'all started talking about the state constitutions, now I'm in the state constitution. And tonight, yeah. Now you're talking yeah. about torts, so I'm gonna be in that again. So I'm yeah, exactly. Study, yeah, exactly. You know, Yo, you got to get that book. I was telling the brother earlier, go on Jonah's site and get that that equity book on equity court, because okay. then it's gonna okay. give you a better understanding of how it works okay. with torts. When you're okay. doing for your equity, you understand? Right. Okay. Okay. This is, yeah, this, this is a commerce game, man. You know, me and Jonah, we about commerce. You know, we we more right. we about spirituality. You know, mm-hmm. we, but we about commerce. You know, we about our right. people. And mm-hmm. bro, we can't really, we really can't be truly spiritual, my nigga, until we've solved our problems. Right. <laughs> that 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 Jesus shit gotta go out the window, man. Because yeah. nobody ever got their problems fixed like that. Nobody, not, not real life. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen, there's there's nobody, nobody, Joey. I don't care what YouTube you go to. I really don't listen to too many of them anymore. I used to, I just listen to you and Jonah. But there ain't nobody on there. I've had dealings with polite that crook. Um, I've had you know Taji Bay and all them guys. When I first started looking at them. I, I automatically knew there was something wrong with it, and I changed the channel. And when I started listening, the only person I really got some money from, I mean, paid some money to, was for life. And mm-hmm. I got a book from mm-hmm. him. And that's the only thing I did, because I, I bought books for now, because I read. And yeah, I, I bought a lot of books for life back in the day. Yeah. That shit was and useful uh, to a certain extent, but yeah, then it wasn't. Especially you know? the banking, the one with the, for the banking and everything. I, I oh, had yeah. that. It opened your eyes yeah. up. It opened the epitome of... Uh, yeah. Epitome of sovereignty and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This stuff is some of this stuff is good, you know. So I bought stuff from him. But uh the other guys was his name, Yusuf L and I went on his yeah. site and I knew he was scamming too, so I got off of him. He's teaching see, see what it is he's teaching third party debt collector uh, uh, not third party debt he's teaching secure secure party. Secure party, secure party that's what he teaches. And yeah, I, yeah I and you, a lot of cats are teaching that, man. Yeah, and it's not getting no remedy. It's not helping us. You know, I'm like, if I've I'm never gotten remedy from it. I bought, I bought a house years ago, Joey, and I use, uh, I bought one of those uh, real estate kits. This guy's old dude now. He, he, I forget his name. And his procedures work. I bought a house. So what I'm saying is that I'm listening to you guys, and I know. My soul is telling me this stuff works. And I've heard so many people that came on and said, hey, I use the process. It works. I did the process. I helped the sister with just some of the information that you guys told me for, for her court case. She came out and she mm-hmm. said, everything went the way you told me the way it was. Oh, thank you. She hugged and kissed me and everything. I was like, oh, you ain't got to do that. Congratulations, bro. That's what's up. Yeah. But, but you know so what, though? That's a, that's a good feeling to do something like that. Because what you, yeah, what you did good. is you put some spiritual coins in the universe for yourself. Yeah. That that yeah, really I is help. what you're doing when you do that, man. You're blessing yourself. Yeah, and I, you know, and I help people with, you know, since I've been doing herbs so long, for a while, you know, I'm still taking courses, so I don't know everything either. But 
I've been putting people on turmeric and black pepper. Uh, and a lot of people, that stuff works because I use it. And I know, I'm telling folks, that it works. You know, I mean, those eight It things, absolutely does work. I know somebody right goes. now that's dealing with um, uh, uh, a nerve di- uh, disease, man, uh-huh. uh, in their jaw. And, and the only thing that helped them was when they started mixing the herbs up. That's all. You know, all of herbs will work yeah. if you take it. I mean, I, I take, I told Joan about uh, boron and borax. I take that. That's oh, what, yeah. What, I, I put that. That's what, you know, I use the borax. Listen, I, I use borax in my clothes. Yeah. But that's stuff you can take. That you know, do, do you know, yeah, do, bro, you know, borax takes the, um, it takes the mildew smell out your gym clothes. I ain't never took the mildew stuff out of it, but I know it works for your testosterone. <laughs> Put some borax in yeah. your shoes, nigga. <laughs> and, and that thing been around for a long time, yeah. Joey. It's a little white box. Oh, yeah. It's six bucks. And you know what? Nobody talks about it. They what they try to tell no, you they don't. don't take it, you know. And uh, but that's stuff. You can take a teaspoon of that shit. It is clean you out good too. Epsom salt does the whole thing. Yeah, it, it really hey, bro, I'm going to cut you off, man, but I, I got another call go. we got to take. Okay, brother. Yeah, because we got five man. minutes Peace left on the air. I appreciate okay, the energy, bro. Thank you for calling, bro. All right, Thank peace you, God. Peace to the God. All right, let's go to uh, 813-431. Last caller, what up? Peace to the God. Joey, how you doing, bro? Right, Good, bro. How you doing? You got about two man. minutes. Yeah, I ain't really have much to say. I, I like how you cleaned that up, got yourself out of that that that, that situation just there. Well, you cleaned that up real good. I was chuckling on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> the militant situation was the last conversation. Oh, yeah. You cleaned that up yeah, real well, good. You know, you got, I got, yeah, you were, well, you know, I, cause yeah, I, I, know, I know the brother didn't mean no harm about that, but you know, I had to be very clear on that, man. I know. I, I know. ain't no That's goddamn military. I'm not. I'm not. This ain't no Malcolm X shit over here, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finna be your martyr, nigga. Nobody <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He said, get your hand out my pocket, nigga. <laughs> well, yeah, we falling out when you saw me. Joe and Queen, that shit up there. 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 Joe and Queen, I do a lot of business, man. I don't, I don't even want no stigmas like I, that on me, dog. I, you know, I'm a teacher. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know what you' talking about. I know, man. I know you try. I know you try to say you're rough. That's for real, man. The people mix with yeah, man. Get that shit fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Take your part. Oh, they get it quick, mind. man. Say that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm they down get it. Yeah, I they love the people. Yeah, exactly, bro. See, listen, I do business with everybody, bro. I, I do business with, with with people literally all over the planet. Like, when y'all niggas asleep, I'm still up. I'm up to about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning doing business with people in other countries. So it's really important, dog, that that we learn how to do business with each other because that make it better for your business relationships with other people. I'm going to suggest a book real quick um, that I've been been reading. Y'all can check it out. It's called, um, hold on, let me pull it up. How to Influence Friends and, uh, and People. Some shit like that. It's by uh, Dale Carnegie. Okay. Um, hold on, let me give you the title. All right, it's called the book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, yeah, everybody should go listen to that book. 
Because it's not talking about how to win people over, but it's talking about how to become more perceptive to other people's, you know, what other people are doing out here. You know what I'm saying? Because my mama always told me, bro, she said, seek to understand before trying to be understood. Yeah, I mean, sit back and listen, man. Be a listener first. Hell yeah, nigga. Open your ears up. Definitely, man. Be attentive. Listen to all that before you speak, man. You got you got to hear that before you speak something. That's what my wife exactly. says, man. She don't never, she don't never listen. She's just always speaking. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying hey, to, we gotta know. get out of here, man. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thanks, man. I hope, we at the end. Don't get me in that trouble, nigga. Yeah, man. I hope oh, I hear tomorrow. We got a concert. We got a concert tomorrow, man. So I hope we link up. Oh yeah, no man. doubt, no doubt. I'm trying to get mm. my schedule mm. with everybody this week. If I didn't get with you this week, make sure y'all hit me up. I'm trying, I've been trying to mark off everybody mm. on that list. So, um, yeah, just call me for your, for your concert tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Joe, man. Peace to the God. Be safe. All right, All right. peace to the God. All right, peace, bro. Yeah. All right, we out of here, y'all. Makemorecommerce.com. Make sure y'all go to JonahBay.com uh, for the seminar. And uh, I'll holler at y'all this week, man. Good show, man. We'll we'll touch upon this subject again soon, all right? Y'all got some questions to book a console. Y'all know how to get with me. We out. You got to stay sharp out here. You got to stay in the loop. Can't do what you did yesterday. You put it in tomorrow. It's not a weapon they can form against me that will prosper. I've been whipping foreign bellies with an ill posture. <laughs> Selassie, I know some deadly rosters. I've been dancing with the wolves, it's like Kevin Costner. Picking up the cases like Betty Crocker. I can give it to you hard if you already rock. How you want but that? keep it low, cause you know you don't want the feds to pop up. From the real with all this money, only the feds can stop us. On birthdays was the worst days. 